Welcome everyone to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Uh, I am your host with the most Papa Spice. I'm joined by two of my best buds, Harry and Hans, and we like to talk and dissect and discuss all things pop culture, but specifically, uh, we like to lean in on movies and TV. Uh, so with our intro out of the way, how's everybody doing tonight? Harry, how are you? I'm doing great, Papa. Um... Football season started. That's that's a big thing for for myself. Um, I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys. I'll let you guys speak on that. So I'm in four fantasy football leagues. Uh, two of them are dynasty leagues, which means uh, you get to keep all your players. Uh, that's my sports news. Um, Liverpool is coming back off the international break. Uh, the weather is kind of taking a turn. We're starting to get a little bit cooler and nicer, um, even though today was a little bit muggy Slightly. at some point. Yeah, um, weather update uh, count if you're keeping track at home. And uh, yeah, I've just been enjoying life. um, And I look forward to Sundays and the weekends so much more during this time of the year when there's so much sports for me to watch. Uh, It does hurt my movie and pop culture, I would say, intake. uh, But that's why I love getting together with you guys to keep me on, you know, keep that ship righted and let me know what's hot, what's not and uh what's going on um with things so thanks for asking groovy uh hands how you doing uh good uh just to piggyback off harry's uh now we're back in football uh more importantly if you guys are following any kind of news tomorrow is the day we are getting the trailer for aquaman and whatever the subtitles going to be called so i'm the lost kingdom the lost kingdom uh (laughs) I, I know we, we talked about this. I, I'm very excited for this movie to come out because on our most anticipated of 2023, earlier in the year, we talked about it. Uh, it's finally going to be the end of the Snyderverse. And uh, I will not watch this trailer. I will not watch this movie. I just want December or whenever it's coming very quickly. So, yes, but we are starting to get into that that September uh, boringness of movies. And we're going into that little bit of a busy October. Uh, but we're just one one more day closer to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom coming out. That was the highlight of my week outside. I don't know if you guys are all caught up with Ahsoka yet, but the highlight of my week is going to be tomorrow, and it's not when the Eagles are playing the Vikings on Thursday Night Football. It's going to be Interesting. when Aquaman, Lost Kingdom comes out. Well, that's not surprising for you. I know you've, you're a big Snyderverse guy. You've, you know, sang the praises of DC. You were first in line for The Flash, so this 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 all checks out to me. I don't see any... Um, actually from what we talked about on last, last show, I do have a quick update on the flash. Um, I can't get into, uh, my HBO max login. Ooh, that sounds so weird. I don't think it's because anyone locked me out of it, but I mm, think it's because I haven't logged in in a while and <laughs> I was going to watch the flash last week and mm. I didn't. So Interesting. Uh, I don't know after our conversation, if someone changed it to stop that from happening. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if the password was changed, but you are you you're leading a more enriched life without having it, seen the flash. So. Instead instead I ended up watching a new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix, which I uh I recommend to Disregard everyone. Disregard my last statement. No, man. That's a, it's a very good movie. Um if it's for you're so not invited to my bar mitzvah, this is uh it, it's it's a good Sandler movie. I oh, that's a Sandler out. flick? It is. His actually his daughter's star in it and co-wrote and co-directed i think like 80 percent of the movie 
Um, okay. His whole family's in it. That so. one was on my radar to check out, but I didn't realize he was in it. I thought you were going to say it was like Hubie Halloween three or something. No, no, I've yet to I've yet to watch Hubie Halloween or any of the other messes that he put out in the past few years. Um, but uh, you're still not invited to my bottom. That's a very good movie. Recommend checking it out. So, okay, yeah, fair enough. Papa, how about you? How are you? How are you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I have finished my. Summer of Samurai, which I think the last uh, last episode I said I was I had like one left to go, so it's back to regular movie going stuff. I'm trying to catch up on um, my episodes of The Last Drive In with Joe Bob Briggs on Shutter. Uh, they take classic horror movies and uh, do like intercut um, behind the scenes and segments and stuff like that. So I really really like that. I'm sorry, did I say classic horror movies? I didn't. They're not classic horror movies most times. No. They're uh, they're kind of like B movie, lesser known horror movies. Occasionally they'll play a classic, but I like to round out my uh, my uh, knowledge base for horror movies by watching that. Um, but yeah, beyond that, uh, nothing too crazy. Oh wait, yes there is. I got a little little treat in the mail today <laughs> a little oh, 67 pound treat um it is a life-size bust of heath ledger as the joker and it is amazing uh for those who follow me on facebook pictures up um boy i absolutely love this thing and it is simultaneously amazing and frightening so does does the wife, you know, is she going to see is, it, is she going to see it for the first time when she walks in? Will will like is she, she going to walk in and be like, "Oh my god, what is that?" So probably going to think somebody standing in the living room. I know. <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely cuz it is at the right height almost. Um she she knew I ordered it and tonight when we did a video chat, uh I introduced the two of them. She was less than thrilled. She thought it was going to be a statue even though I told her multiple times what exactly this was. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to be standing by with the defibrillator uh, as she walks in tonight. So she doesn't think uh, any escaped convicts are on the loose. (laughs) I know. Wow. What a timely comment. (laughs) We get ladies and gentlemen. Throwing that layup to you. We got them. (laughs) Yep. Well, Well, uh, speaking of news, because that is indeed news, I think – you guys know what time it is. Oh, yeah. Let's get it, baby. It's time, Mr. Christopher James and Ratty. Uh, but you know what? We're just going to do a little something, something. I was just talking. There we go. We got the real intro uh, here. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I always talk over it. I'm not going to talk over it this time. I promise. Disregard all the talking over I'm doing right now. Man on the street, Chris Henry. I, I got scared for a second because um, I everything went went uh, was muted and I, I didn't know you what going happened. Deaf. Yes, yeah. okay, good. I was I, I heard fine, and then and then that happened. Promise, so, there's no theme. You can't song hear without hands. his glasses. Yeah, I think that was the phrase. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, as uh, as we're, we're we're winding down the fall or starting the fall. Uh, I, I mentioned this last week. Not a lot of news going on in the movies. I did mention the mm. Aquaman trailer coming out tomorrow, which um, if we want to talk about it, sure. I don't. But uh, I don't know why. I, I, I said my piece on it. 
Um, but yes, uh, tomorrow is the day that Aquaman, the trailer will be released. The movie comes out like in, I feel like it's in like 48 hours and they waited to the last minute to release it. Um, but Aquaman, yeah, uh, the trailer uh, for yeah, the movie for the, the trailer. trailer. <laughs> but the funny story, uh, the, uh, James Wan came out and said he hates when it does that, when they do that and they, they did it. So this sorry, is, James, this movie's off to a great start. Um, so yeah, so just as, uh, in, in terms of news, uh, I, I'm going to take a little bit of it and then Harry's going to take a few things after, Ooh. but uh, I'm just going to kind of do a weekend box office recap. Uh, number one was the nun two, uh, with a $32 Ooh. million gross, which in my opinion is a lot for a September release. Um, uh, I believe you forgot the subtitle, none your business, none your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Number I'm glad two. I popped at least one of us. That was good. <laughs> yeah, number two. <laughs> number two was the Equalizer three. Uh, a funny story about Equalizer three is I didn't know this was being made until maybe a commercial came out a week before it was out. I think I was watching maybe some sporting event and I saw the Equalizer three trailer. So it was a pleasantly pleasantly surprise. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, the third ninja marketing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I know you're going to be like, uh, surprise. I never knew the equalizer franchise existed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it was a TV show and, and all of a sudden there's three of these movies. I didn't understand. Where's Queen Latifah. Uh, exactly. Um, number three is, uh, Mama Mia. I'm sorry. My big fat Greek wedding three. Uh, I've never seen my big fat Greek wedding one or two. Um, but that came in with number three at 10 million. Uh, funny story again about my big fat Greek wedding. That's probably one of the movies when I worked at the movie theater, it was awful working for it because it was sold out every single show of every day for like three months. Uh, yeah, but they kept it clean. That's true. That is true. Yeah. It's not like that movie movie came out on DVD before it got out of theaters. And for all you young heads that are listening, that's amazing. This is before the streaming days when My Big Fat Greek Wedding, it took like six or seven months in theaters. Um, but they made a third one. Again, they, two movies. I did not know they were making a third one until I was looking up the box office results. Number four is uh, Jawan. I know I do not know anything about this movie. Uh, so uh might pass that one over to you guys if you've heard of it. Uh, oh, six, oh, six oh, million. Jawan. You want to say something Jawan. about it? Come on. Jay, Jawan. Uh, yeah. And... <laughs> You're on a roll today. Um, I know. Did you did you look at the box office results and you're like earlier and then like I make did. some of these up? It's all, okay. all off the top of the no, dome. dome. <laughs> and then round, <laughs> and then rounding up uh, the top five is Barbie, which uh, is making a boatload of money. I think it's coming in the digital already or next week, I believe. Yeah, it's available. Um, Amazon. It uh, opened number five with five point seven million. Uh, as I mentioned before last week, we are in slow season. Have either of you guys seen the nun two? Um, yes. I, I have not, I won't see it. I haven't seen the nun one. I've seen sister act one and two though. Nice. Yeah. So, any I, relation? I saw, I saw, no, no, no relation. Um, I saw the nun two and, uh, never saw the nun one, but you get it. Uh, you know, it's in the conjuring world. I've, I've somehow slipped off on the conjuring world. I, I would say the conjuring one and two are. Very terrifying films, and I've never seen the third. Haven't seen any Annabelle movies. Cease. Yeah, I, I mean that's what I Annabelle that's what I hear um, in regards to that. But um, yeah, uh, the Nun two pretty scary. Uh, I mean, you know that that uh, 
that developed, I guess, character of the nun, even in the Conjuring movies, was pretty terrifying. And, uh, you know, there there is an element in this, I think, of a, a little bit too much uh, show and not, not enough, uh, you know, maybe keeping it on the edges. But, I mean, you're paying to see the nun, too. You kind of want to see... Uh, you know, the nun spook you. And uh, yeah, it wasn't super terrifying, but yeah, fairly scary. Uh, not a huge fan. Very subpar movie. Um, you know, gave it, I think, two and a half out of five stars. But I'm a little harsh on horror. So maybe a Greg might give it a three. But, um, you know, that that's that's my review of the nun too. But I'll jump in also as well if you want. I saw the Equalizer 3 because uh, I think I'm the only one here who saw that. Uh, that slapped. Um, love you, Denzel. Keep 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 going. Um, not a. You guys probably won't see this movie because uh, I mean maybe Chris will, but it's not really a spoiler. But it's a little story about the movie. Is uh, Denzel kind of gets he doesn't get sidelined, but he's like injured for most of the movie. And how I took that as is like they wanted Denzel to do a third, and he was like can't do it. And then they threw the bag at him, and he was like I'm your man. And then he showed up and they're like, Denzel, you're not in shape. And he said, yeah, well, we'll figure it out at the end of the movie. Uh, and so like literally half the movie is him like recovering from this injury. And uh, I just pictured like him actually just spending this time in Italy where the pretty much the majority of the movie takes place. And he just spent a summer in Italy just getting in shape and getting ready for this movie uh, to be able to do it. So that's my uh, that's my take on on that. Um yeah, if you don't like Denzel or if you don't like action movies, this probably uh, shouldn't be seen by you. A uh, little Man on Fire reunion with her and Dakota uh, Fanning. So love that energy. Um, yeah, solid. Little three stars out of five. So, Can, can I ask a question about um, yeah. the Equalizer 3? Anytime. Uh, if if he sits on if he's on the sideline most of the movie, like where's all this action coming from? Well, sorry, he's not Who's on the he sideline. Equalizing? It's, yeah, yeah. It's more it's more dialogue and world building because this time oh, you're in Italy. Well, I I enjoyed it a lot actually. That's like if um, I go to the transport the trans see the transporter five or whatever they're up to. And I I don't want to see Jason say the yeah. talk. Well, he just has an injury, up. so he's he's not as uh, he's not as that quick way. and and mobile. And uh, I mean, Denzel's up there in age. I I think you know these these Denzel one man army type you know Liam Neeson type movies are are a little bit beyond him. Um, but listen, he still got his fastball. Uh, I still enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that was the funny part to me is I just pictured Denzel being like. Yeah, I'll get in shape during the movie. We'll figure it out and we'll write the script for it. So, so um, I haven't seen any of the equalizers. Who wins yeah. in a fight? Equalizer one, Denzel or John Wick pre death? John Wick. Wow. Um, no, no, John, no, dude. Yeah, stop. I mean, yeah, John Wick. I mean, I was trying to process the the Jonathan Wick the the equalizer. Well, right. I was trying to put all the pieces together there. Right, obviously look at it. Equalizer three. He's been equalized. He can't. Equalize yeah, anymore. yeah. You know, he's, he's taken out. Cannot equalize again. <laughs> two two things with this with this take on it. And and when I say John Wick, it depends because if it's like a hardware store or something, it's probably Equalizer's going to win because I feel he's like a MacGyver version of John Wick, where he'll just figure out ways to like catch John Wick. And he's, he's a big Ace Hardware guy. Yeah, like this guy like goes in a <laughs> hardware store and he's like a, he's like MacGyver. Um, John Wick, if you're in an open area. And you give them each a gun. It's probably John Wick. Um, also, too. Yeah, no, um, I guess I take John Wick. I, I, I'm Jin assuming Wick. that uh, someone just dropped the John Wick four spoiler because I haven't seen it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, it's been out. I know. 
when he said well, three I, was gonna... <laughs> I was like, oh, but they're making a fifth one, so I'm assuming that it's, it doesn't stick. Well, he almost, he like dies in the third one, right? Or he like dies almost in all dies. of them. He dies in all I of mean, them. I mean, they end it with the Baba Yaga baby. Yeah. Yeah he, di- yeah, he dies in. Yeah, I think he I'd died probably in give one, it to like, John Wick, times. but you know, we talking Man on Fire Denzel mm, all day. No, no, we're talking about Equalizer. Didn't 3 say Denzel. that. I said yeah. Equalizer. Yeah, well. All right, yeah, now throw in like the Nun Two. Who wins? Nun <laughs> 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 Two. Uh, yeah. or any, I did not. We're the bride from Big Fat Greek Wedding. Throw her into. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of Greeks at that wedding. You never know. Um, I didn't see any of these movies, but well, I did see Barbie. Um, well, I wanted to go see The Nun 2 because I did like The Nun 1. And Oh, and we left out one from The Conjuring verse, which was uh, The Curse of La Llorona, which was pretty decent. Dude, how many franchises um, are in this universe? Well, Four? you got the main Conjuring series, La Llorona, Annabelle and uh the nun. what's this one none so four total i guess wow okay hands you just it's sound crazy. like every normal person does about like marvel the, it, like how much it's do like I the have mcu to watch it's like the this? mcu of horror movies i'm not i'm not i just everyone that are like into conjuring universe i'm like wow i feel like every horror movie coming out now so no that. you're not you're not wrong and it is kind of crazy <laughs> that they were able to spin all of these off of um the conjuring but i Annabelle, I haven't seen any of, but the other ones have all been good to great. So, yeah, more power. I hear. To them. I only hear good things about them. I don't. I don't. Not knocking the Conjuring. If people are going to see them and they enjoy them, then they keep cranking them yeah. out. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say a Conjuring universe movie is probably slightly above or at average for uh, are, your typical horror visit. Are they set up to the point where, like, in five? And I'm, this isn't a joke. In three or four years, where we get an Infinity War version of, of. The yeah. Conjuring universe. That's what well, they're building. No, because most of this stuff takes place like most of the non-main Conjuring stories take place in the past because okay. they're all from like the case files of the Warrens. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, like, it, what, it, what actually works out? Sorry, what actually works out great is Vera Farmiga. That you basically just use her daughter um, to like, yeah. And like she's like when almost a replica first, of her. When I saw the first nun, I'm like, is is Vera in this? What's going on? Is that? Yeah, the CGI is getting hey, good. Yeah, dude, they they younged her up. <laughs> is that the girl from um, American Horror Story? I believe she uh, was in, that, in one of the I, seasons. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even put two and two together that they were that it was her daughter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, she looks just like her. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Her name is. Uh, I'm trying to find it, but is it um, Tessa? That'd be nice. Yes, Tessa. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Cassia huh. or yeah, Tessa, but yeah. Tomato tomato. Um so yeah, I I do want to see the nun to equalizer. Hair kind of talked me out of it. Didn't give um the franchise glowing reviews and yeah. As I, I gotta I, gotta, I listen, I just gotta be honest. Random spiciness. I can't just uh hop into a franchise mid series. Um and then what oh Juwan, I don't know anything about that. So uh I think it's one of the new is it an uh, Indian either- movie? Yeah, I think it's either a uh, Hindi, uh, Bollywood, or Tollywood movie um, that's doing all the rounds. It was an IMAX as well. Um, oh, nice. I, I, I haven't heard of getting those second life legs and that it's as good as um, what was the one uh, that I was raving about? Um, Blue Beetle? No, the other the other uh, Tollywood movie. Grand Turismo? Oh. RRR? 
Yeah, RR. Yeah, I haven't heard any of it's you know as good as that, but um, gotcha. You know. Hey, and, number uh, four Greek... in the box office. So yeah, make that money. Uh, and Greek Wedding Three, I I do kind of want to see only to round out the trilogy. <laughs> The f- no, the first one is genuinely really good. Uh, the second one, eh, not so much. And I have a feeling that that magic is definitely gone for this one. But I feel I need that sense of closure. It's like oh, one more exists. Let me let me do it. If I did it for Crocodile Dundee in L.A., then you know, I'm going to do it for Greek Wedding 3. So, um, yeah. So that's my thoughts on the, the box office. All right. Cool. Uh, that's in, in terms of news that that's what I got folks. It's, it's, it's been a slow few weeks, no casting or anything, or, you know, everything keeps getting pushed back because right or strike, which I feel like it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but I, I know we talked about before hair. I'll just give it a, give everyone a little, uh, little, uh, festival preview or rundown of what's going on out there. Sorry. Yeah. Hair, no music for you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I uh listen, Hans is the star, uh, and I give him that energy all the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, as as Hans mentioned, we're jumping into the festival season here. Um, you know, our Philadelphia Film Festival will hopefully uh get ramped up next month. Um, hopefully we'll have a schedule soon, uh, so I can observe all the movies and uh enjoy it. Uh, you know, we're gonna get things hopefully, you know, some movies that either haven't premiered or premiered yet. Um, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon. I'd, I'd probably eye that one up for the New York Film Festival since it's Scorsese. Um, you know, with Leo, De Niro, um, Lily Gladstone. Um, keep your eyes out for that one. Probably that'll have some reviews uh, before its release in October. Um, for when it comes out, um, we had uh, Priscilla, uh, which is, I believe, the story of Priscilla Presley. Um, Presley. Or yeah, yeah Presley. Um, um, who was the wife of Elvis, uh, and kind of telling her story, uh, and that's directed, um, by Sofia Coppola, um, daughter or Fran- of Francis Ford Coppola. If uh, if you missed our Bram Stoker, uh, talk on our last pod, go check it out. Uh, we we watched his movie. Um, that one was getting a lot of love. Kaylee Spaney won, uh, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, kind of the best actress award at um the uh. Why am I forgetting all of a sudden the Italian, uh, the Venice Film Festival? Wow, I almost couldn't remember exactly my film festival. See, the season just catches up to you and gets rocking and, and rolling. Um, also, some other movies I wanted to mention just that haven't come out yet. I was going to mention Thanksgiving, but obviously that's not going to be a festival, darling. That'll be one for us, darling. Um, but we got things like Napoleon coming out, uh, The Bike Riders, um, which stars Austin Butler, Jody Comer, Tom Hardy. Will it be great? I don't know. I hope it is because uh, it looks super cool. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I almost choked there. Uh, the Boy in the Heron. Um, that's uh, What's-His-Face, the director. Oh, my God. Why am I failing Hi, on his Miyazaki. name right now? Yikes. Yeah, Miyazaki. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had it in front of me, and then I scrolled, and I lost it. Miyazaki. What's-His-Face um, at the, uh, the yeah. Italian Come on. Festival. I'm sorry, <laughs> Miyazaki. I apologize. <laughs> Um, his possible last movie, maybe not. He's really pulling a Michael Jordan on us. Uh, we have Poor Things, which when I mentioned the Venice uh, uh, Film Festival, uh, won uh, The Golden Lion, which is the best film. Um, and that's by Yorgos Lanthimos. Another one that won The Silver Lion at the recent Venice Film Festival is Evil Does Not Exist. And that's by uh, Risuki Hamaguchi, who did Drive My Car uh, pretty recently. So he's uh, apparently just pumping out more hits. Um, 
And uh, one of the other ones I wanted to mention, we got The Hitman, uh, which is the Richard Linklater movie uh, starring Glenn Powell. We got The Killer uh, with Michael Fassbender. Um, that'll hopefully be coming out this year as well. Uh, just lots and lots of good stuff coming out um, over the uh, holiday season. Ferrari uh, with Adam Driver. I could go on and on. There's probably some things I either missed or haven't mentioned. This is the beauty of the festival season is things sneak up, little films come out, and uh, you know they might not lead the box office and be My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 or The Nun 2, um, but they're definitely movies that will be interesting to check out. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll be talking about come award season. So very exciting time. Um, you know, check your local theaters if you can. See if one maybe one of these will play by you soon. Um, or you know, if you haven't heard of it, hey, take a look. It might be something that uh, might be up your alley as far as a genre picture. So, and that's the news. Thanks, Har. Good Thanks, stuff. Har. I actually, there's one movie. I don't know if it's making the festival rounds, but I feel like it will. Or I don't because huh. it it seems like an indie uh, movie, but Problemista. I really want to see that. It's an A twenty four movie, mm. uh, directed, written, and starring Julio Torres, but also starring Tilda Swinton and RZA from the Wu Tang Clan. Wow! Uh, I saw a trailer for this on Talk to Me, and I was like blown away. It just it looks very uh, unique and interesting. So, hey, add it to the list. Let's go, baby. All right. So um, moving on to our main topic, we're here. I feel like it's been a while since we've done a fave five list, right? I've been definitely uh, a hot minute. It's been, yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been some time. Well, we are back at you with one that we haven't done, which is fave five sci-fi movies. Uh, and as usual, we all have some honorable mentions. So we're going to run through those first and then we'll get to our actual fave fives uh boys if you don't mind i'd like to kick it off with my honorable mentions um kick it so the first one let's go <laughs> the first one i have is aliens so this is the sequel to alien uh aliens is from 1986 directed by james cameron starring sigourney weaver michael bian uh, carrie hen and paul riser and this was actually uh, nominated for quite a few Oscars, including Best Actress in a Leading Role uh, for Sigourney Weaver. And it actually won uh, Best Effects for Sound Effects Editing and Best Effects for Visual Effects. Uh, what can I say about Aliens? Absolutely loved it. You guys know I had mentioned um, Alien in Top 5 Horror, and this was tough to um, to decide on, but I feel like aliens is it leans heavier into not only sci-fi because we've got things like the mech suit and and um uh spaceships and uh future military vehicles with the uh, the space marines uh all of that stuff um or i'm sorry the colonial marines um but it's just and and waking up in the future so there's lots of sci-fi elements but also lots of action elements and man, it's just, um, it's fantastic. I really love watching it. Uh, adding in kind of the kid sidekick is, you know, uh, it's a trope that many movies have used, um, as franchises progress and here they do it great. Uh, they don't drop the ball and, um, adding kind of that 
protective mother element to Ripley uh, just rounds out her character even more. So really, really love Aliens. Uh, next up, I have E.T., the extraterrestrial from 1982, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Henry Tom. Uh, this was nominated for a plethora of awards as well, including Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Best Cinematography, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it did win Best uh, Sound and Best Effects, Visual Effects and Best Effects Sound Editing, and Best Music Original Score with John Williams. E.T., man, it's just, it's a classic movie. It's very uh, family-oriented and kind of heartwarming, um, as Spielberg movies tend to be. There's just like a a level of magic in it that you can't replicate. Um some of the interactions, like one of my favorite scenes actually is before E.T. even, um, before we really get introduced to E.T. properly. And it's when the family is sitting at the dinner table and uh, they're <laughs> kind of eating pizza and talking to each other and stuff. And it, it's just uh, fantastic interactions. And some of that, I think, was ad-libbed, which made D. Wallace crack up, but they kept it in the movie because it's such a natural reaction. Uh, but yeah, sci-fi, as far as it goes, I mean, it's about a little alien and it's not one that wants to implant eggs or eat our faces off. It's a nice little bud and, uh, he kind of gets taken in by, um, by Elliot's family and they, they want to see him get home, but, uh, really, um, uh, really interesting. And maybe the first, maybe the first sci-fi movie that I can remember, um, as a kid watching and you know et's very lovable so it's tough i i couldn't include him in my top five but man i just i have all the feels for et uh next up i have everything everywhere all at once from 2022 directed by daniel kwan and daniel shiner starring michelle yo kihoi kwan stephanie shu and jamie lee curtis uh nominated for and won all the awards <laughs> uh as far as winners go uh best original screenplay best motion motion picture uh best achievement in directing best performance by an actress in a leading role best performance by an actress in a supporting role um best performance by an actor in a supporting role best the achievement list in film on. editing yeah we just keep going and going um this was really a movie that was out of nowhere. I don't even remember seeing any trailers or marketing for it. It just mm. uh, kind of popped on my radar and everybody's like, you got to check this out. I didn't even know what it was about. And when I saw it, finally, um, I was so pleasantly surprised. I mean, first of all, uh, having an Asian cast, fantastic mostly asian cast um definitely not enough asian casts out there but then to have actors and actresses that i absolutely love as well as some new faces that uh, uh really stood out stephanie Shu being one um great movie but the sci-fi element to it uh you know hopping through the multiverse and spoiler alert they do it way better than dr strange so <laughs> um it was just, it was really good. And 
like all of the movies that uh, I mentioned, at least it's got a great core to it. Um, and that core is just about family and kind of, uh, you know, loving someone so much and wanting the best for them across time and space and even, um, you know, breaking, breaking all barriers to kind of reach out and save someone. So really, really enjoyed that. And uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, what are you waiting for? Uh, next on my list is Tron Legacy from 2010, directed by Joseph Kosinski and starring Jeff Bridges, Garrett Hedlund, and Olivia Wilde. Um, only nominated for one uh, Academy Award, which was Best Achievement in Sound Editing, but that's okay. Um, really love this movie. Uh, killer soundtrack, killer visual design. Jeff Bridges just knocks it out of the park as kind of a uh, new age digital uh, Jesus, basically, you know, kind of <laughs> in the computer um, savior, but also trapped in a in a cell of his own design um, and all the while facing off against the ultimate evil within the machine. So uh, which is, you know, a reflection of him. Um, Absolutely love this movie, and it's crazy because, like, I was a Tron fan, but uh, I wouldn't say I was the biggest Tron guy out there by any means. And if we're being honest, if you go back and watch the first Tron, like, it can be fun, but it's also pretty hokey. Uh, this completely dispels all of that. It's just, it's a fantastic piece of sci-fi work and going into a world, you know, created by a human and all of these things life spontaneously springs forth and there's a whole society and culture. And what does that look like? And what does it mean to be the creator of that? And what does it mean to be the father of someone who, you know, you kind of leave behind. Uh, so all of these things come to play and uh, it's just, it's really, really fantastic. Uh, some solid action in there as well. And my last honorable mention here uh, is 1999's The Matrix, directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski, uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, and Hugo Weaving. So I actually have a little bit of a hot take here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get to the Oscars first. Uh, Oscar winner for Best Film Editing and Best Sound, as well as Best Effects, Sound Effects Editing, and Best Effects Visual Effects. So uh, definitely got some pedigree there when it comes to the technical aspects. Um, I actually told her I had a little bit of a hot take here because I was wrestling back and forth. I, I really, really enjoy The Matrix Reloaded almost on par with this. The Matrix Reloaded is not as good of a movie as The Matrix, but I have a deep love for it. But I just keep thinking back and it's like... I think maybe the original Matrix is is more my favorite than Reloaded. Um, for one thing, the Matrix, the original one, doesn't have any uh, cave raves, um, so you know that's a plus. Love but a cave uh, rave. it was just I've yeah, literally was, I, I've been trying to find a rave that like I I've never been to a <laughs> rave that made me want to go and try and find one to go to one. <laughs> Except for that one, <laughs> I would go to that one. I don't I, whatever that was that was wild. I've never been to a party like that, and and I just I, I you know even at the end of the world I there's still there's that, that you're you're partying for possibly your last time so yeah. you gotta go out with a bang and they just, they do just 
bumping and grinding and vibes, man. Yeah. Lots of, that lots of awesome. sweat. That was awesome. <laughs> so I guess like a normal club. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, the Matrix, the original Matrix, so inventive. Um, you know, again, we have this world where uh, people are trapped, uh, except they're unaware in this. And just a really fascinating spin on um, on the story and uh, the effects were fantastic. As I noted, um, the performances from the actors and, and actresses, fantastic. Uh, just really solid cast. I haven't mentioned Joey pants, but he's in there as kind of a, a Judas role. And um, yeah, I mean, really mind blowing stuff with the matrix. Uh, those are my honorable mentions. You boys have any thoughts on those? Um, yeah, so I, I'll start off just with Aliens. Uh, this is a little bit of a, a, a hot take. I've never seen any of the Alien movies. One through Bro, three. I gave you that box set. Um, I, so listen, everyone. Everyone, we're not on camera anymore. We used to be. Uh, if you were, you can see there's a case behind me. I have the box set in that case because I found it. Well, not found it, but we were organizing it. I haven't put it on yet. I'm sorry. I understand I do own it. I know I have it. And it's it's on my like list of stuff to watch along with like a couple other things. Captain um, Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um I actually have seen and, and this isn't a joke, I've seen I guess the fourth one, Alien Resurrection, with Winona Ryder. And I've <laughs> seen the both one. <laughs> I've seen both Predator or Alien vs. Predator movies. So I'm not entirely out of the realm of the universe. Um, so there's that. So You're I hear the best alien... parts of the universe. I'll I know. I, know. I jumped in at the wrong time. I'm like, why is one known a writer in this movie? I thought Michael Bain was in this. Um, Jesus. let me see. ET, uh, another hot take. I like ET. ET scares the, the, the bejesus out of me. I don't know why he scared me as a kid. I liked him cause he liked Reese pieces. Cause I love Reese pieces. Um, I haven't gone back to watch ET in years. It's been a very long time. Um, I just remember E.T. scaring me, but, um, I, I remember, you know, the movie, it was a very sad movie, especially when, like E.T. just laying on the table, getting, getting nice, like, they're like, basically he's dying. And I mean, there's a sad Elliot's moment. Crying. It's not a sad it's, movie. It, it's, uh, for me, it's traumatic. It's like, I, I tell people the never ending story is traumatic to me and they're like, no, it's not just because the horse dies. I'm like, no, it's, there's some sad moments in that. And it made me cry as a kid and it, and E.T. terrified me. I, I, when he screams, he goes, it, it like, when I was like five or six Love years it. old, it, it scared me horribly. <laughs> um, but no, I, I feel like I was probably, last time I actually sat through and watched that movie, I was probably the age that Drew Barrymore was when that movie came out. Uh, so I, I, maybe I deserve a rewatch. I think it's on some streaming. It might be on Disney. I don't know. Get it. Um, uh, it's oh, a universal property, so probably. Then it's talk. not on Disney plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, I'll check that out. Um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I've not seen yet, so we'll skip on that one. Um, I do want to talk about Tron Legacy because that, I feel like, does not get enough love. You're the first person that that I've ever talked to that says this is uh, is on somewhat of a best of list. Um, I will agree with you. The soundtrack is by um, Daft Punk is... When did this come out? What year did this come out? 2010. 2010. This is I still listen to this 13 years and I still regularly listen to this soundtrack. It's incredible. Uh, I was very hyped when this movie came out and I loved it. I think more than probably most people that I talked to, most people I talked to never didn't even see it. 
and it kind of just hurts because it wasn't it wasn't a box office bomb, but I think it had a good couple weekends. But it it was that summer. I don't know. No, it came out in the winter. I think um, it did. It was I, winter, yeah. but or I actually I think it was around uh, Thanksgiving. But right, it definitely didn't make as much money as they were hoping. Exactly. For. So I, I it kind of wasn't as successful as most people would would think would think that would be they did hype it up a lot um i mean a couple couple reasons that i i love it i it, we're we got a disney ride out of it that looks pretty wild um i'm excited to go check that out um I, I i think the visual effects in this movie are are something that i i feel like at that time i haven't really seen before it, it you're you're right the first tron is very campy and and it's like a, a hokey kind of goofy 80s movie where they try at the time that was the top of the special effects uh, line of where they can go, and then you have this where it makes the the Tron world feel almost almost real, and it, it could be a place that you could actually go and, and be part of. Uh, so yeah, I, I completely agree with this. Uh, I, I and I will admit I forgot about it in terms of putting this on my list. So I'm glad that you did because I, I will talk Tron Legacy. I'm excited they're making another one, which I don't know when it's coming out, but I know uh, yeah. what's his name, uh, Jared Leto's part of it. Uh, I don't know if Garrett Hedlund's coming back. Not sure uh, if it's going to be its own original story, uh, but I know Jared Leto was part of it, so that could only mean good things. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. Uh, the end of Jared. I, I actually was exact Snyder's Justice League, but I like that scene. So, um, and then the Matrix. Uh, I. I have a, I have a hot take that rivals yours with the, that you said that you know the reload it being up there with the Matrix. Uh, and, and I'm sorry if I kind of putting words in your mouth and, and changing that around, but I'm going to go even farther and say that I think Matrix Resurrect or Revolutions is on par with one and two. Nah, um, you wild, you wild. I uh, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I um. I, I a couple weeks ago they were one of the AMC or something was doing a Matrix marathon, and they were uh, and I was like, all right, you know what, Revolutions, I've probably watched it tw- three times over the past like three years, like a few times. Every time that movie comes that that's been out, it's it, I feel like it gets better and I and I appreciate it more. It's kind of like now after watching uh, like certain Star Wars shows, I appreciate the prequels a lot more than I did when I first saw them, and I have like a deep 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 appreciation now after a couple of the most recent projects for star Wars, but something about rev like revolutions. I watched it. The last time I watched it, I, I think it was the first time in a while. I sat through the whole thing. It was like, very invested in it. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I love the matrix trilogy. Now I still think one is the best. Um, I think it, it, if I had to rank them, it would go one, two, three, but I do appreciate three where I would, I would definitely, I, I would put that almost as good as reloaded and 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 matrix i i i get that you wild boy i know man it's crazy <laughs> i i don't i i i feel like i i when i say that i i kind of make myself a little nuts um you know what i think the thing for me with revolutions is that um i like superman neo i don't like frail human wearing a blind neo, neo. <laughs> jesus yeah. neo at one point um yeah i i will say that it, it's a very long movie and it's a very there's a lot that they they try and move away from the science fiction of it and try and go more of a biblical 
type movie um, with science fiction elements. Uh, I, I read a few, but like a book that came out. It's similar to what I, another movie we're going to talk about a little bit, but it was more about the, the um, philosophy behind the matrix. And it's actually, maybe that made me appreciate it a little more uh, of some of the, just the ideas. Now I, I do, there is a, it's a very, very, the undertone, biblical undertones and the, the whole series are incredible. And they're they're there, whether you like it or not, or you want to acknowledge it. The third one's very very heavy on that. Um, but I um yeah I don't know I I, I to talk about the Matrix uh since I was you know that was on your list, I it, it revolutionized science fiction and and movie making. It introduced to my understanding the first movie that did bullet time that mm-hmm. is used so many times now in movies. Um, it was started bringing in the video games like Max Payne and all that. Um, Keanu Reeves, he was already on the map and this put him basically on somewhere on the map where you cannot miss him. Um, this, this just skyrocketed his, um, his fame, which I've been, I watched speed like three times in the past week. It's a great movie. Um, Mm -hmm. if, if this was best Keanu Reeves movies, fave five, that's number one. Um, but yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this, it it really changed the game of where movies were kind of going in terms of special effects and, and even action. And, you know, I, I, I agree that, you know, like I said, like the two, the two, a lot of people like the crap on the, the sequels on it. I haven't seen res all of resurrections yet, but um, yeah, I, I did good pick. I, I almost was, I, it didn't quite make uh, my honorable mentions, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it I could switch it with anything else on my list. So, yeah. Hack, what about you? Yeah, I mean, well said on The Matrix. Uh, I agree with with all your points. Um, Honestly, forgot about The Matrix when I made this list. Don't know why. Don't know how. Um, I remember rewatching it with uh, with our friend Dom. Uh, Maybe it was not – maybe it was last December. Uh, It was before before Resurrections came out, right? Yeah, yeah. Um that one I listen, I thought the Matrix I think the Matrix is great. Uh if you haven't seen it, definitely a great introduction. Uh Tron Legacy, uh it's funny you mentioned those points about it hands because me and Tim also both love Tron Legacy, so uh I don't know what group of friends you're hanging out with. I but, don't uh, you, you I feel like we all <laughs> saw it together. We I don't know. Maybe I, really don't I, know. I, I I'm sorry, hmm. let me change my my point of like general you don't movie have to change going, it. I was no, just, no, not change yeah. it. Like change my, I guess, normal, like regular movie goers. Yeah. As much as we go, so much that we have so, like we've seen tons and like thousands of movies. Other yeah. people just, I feel like general public. That was oh, not the yeah. movie they, they were no going idea. out to. Yeah. Right. yeah, right. So yeah, I apologize. For sure. Yeah, but Tron Legacy slaps. Um, would love to have seen something else come from it with uh, in the last thirteen years. Uh, but we've only gotten that uh, since then. Um, want to revisit it? Wish, wish I could do it in IMAX. So, um, I don't own a physical copy either. I've gotten really, um, I'm starting to get even really more snobby, and I don't want to watch things on streaming. I want to watch them on physical media. I don't know what the reasoning is, uh, but I have this itch that I can't seem to scratch. Um, but yeah, uh, everything everywhere all at once uh, would have been on my honorable noms, uh, but I saw it giving you love here, Papa. So I figured. Um, why would I put it on there? But, uh, this was, this was definitely one that would have inched into my top five list. Um, I think I I didn't want to be too, what's the word? Um, 
hot takey with uh or you know too recency bias in regards to this one um so i kind of left it left it off uh et sure dude um that sounds great uh don't really care for et it's been a while what no Um, et love in here listen 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 will i show it will i show it to my kids when i have them sure will i watch it and probably get emotional sure um but listen, we get it, dude. The movie is, is like movie? forty. Sure, but do I like the, it? No. The movie's forty. Like what? Forty years old? Like I get it, dude. I get it. Um, Stop. But yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Aliens. This is actually on my list. I'm very excited to talk about it later uh, in regards to that. So uh, I'll save that for then. Uh, Greg, also one thing I noticed about your list, without spoiling any movies coming up on your list, uh, you have two movies out of ten within the last uh 23 years so just something mm. for you to chew on so um yeah well i mean three if you go 24 years so oh okay all right so sure <laughs> just yeah uh, you know two one, two if you want to go 22 years so just <laughs> one um one et comment i want i forgot to mention was uh one one memory i have of et is when i was oh, in no. high school high school phone home um when i was in high <laughs> When I was in um, high school Spanish, we watched E.T. in Spanish, and it was the funniest thing I've ever heard, seen in my life because it's all high school. It was like my freshman year, and I learned mm. how to say E.T. phone home in Spanish, which is E.T. teléfono mi casa. So there's that. Nice. Right. That's that's the one thing I got out of high school Spanish was how to say E.T. phone home. I don't think that's right, though. <laughs> I'm going to challenge that. I'm taking Spanish right now, and telefono is a noun. It's a ver- It's not a verb. So uh, you know what? Take it I'm up. Saying, with, I, take I'm it up with to, Archbishop Ryan's Spanish department t- twenty years ago. <laughs> Third, yeah, twenty years ago. That's fair. <laughs> Been a while. Give me the name and number of your teacher. I'm going to equalize yeah. them. <laughs> I don't know if she, yeah, I don't know if she's there anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, thank you guys for the feedback. Hands. How about you? What do you got for some honorable mentions? All right, number one, I'm going 2008 Cloverfield, uh, directed by the great Matt Reeves. We all know he did a little little indie Batman movie that came out a couple years ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, so um, this was uh, a, a, a monster movie that uh, was much different from anything that we've seen before. It was a found footage monster movie, which normally I think found footage at the time. We had Blair Witch, maybe Paranormal Activity. A couple of them came out, um, but I this was the first time, at least I can recall, was that it was a direct fan footage with a giant monster terrorizing New York. Um, it spawned two, I don't want to necessarily call them sequels, um, two other movies in the Cloverfield world, which is 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield Paradox. Um, I, you got anyone who does, who, who, does not know me. I love Cloverfield. I love everything about Cloverfield. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane when it came out, I hyped it up so much that year when it came out in March. It was it was probably my favorite movie of that year. Um, I there's Cloverfield does this great thing of whenever a new movie is being released, is they do uh, what's called ARG, which is augmented reality game. Which basically um, video games do it now, like Call of Duty did it when they announced Cold War. Um, they do like basically real life stuff where you have to figure this stuff out and like little clues and little kind of like puzzles to kind of try and figure this stuff out. Um, Cloverfield, it was just kind of like an experience of when that came out where it was like something I'd never really like seen before. I, I You can maybe classify it under horror as well because some of the imagery and some of the things that happen are pretty scary. Um, 
has one of the best endings to a movie when you actually see the monster. Most of the movie, you don't see him. You see him like his feet, maybe a head, a quick headshot. Um, is a terrifying looking monster, uh, which only gets bigger as the series goes on. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought this was a, a this is probably the first movie maybe directed by Matt Reeves, uh, at least major movie. Um, and I mean, he the guy hasn't had a miss for me, but this is the first one I remember, and I I, I love it. I remember watching. I will say when I watched it in theaters, I think I got a little queasy because if you if you don't like found footage movies, you're 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 not gonna like this movie. Um, so sorry, watch it at home or something. Um, next I have Annihilation from 2016. I know we've talked about this probably briefly on a few, uh, on, on an episode before directed by Alex Garland, um, who, uh, I don't know what goes on in that man's mind, but it's terrifying. And he comes out with some of the wackiest movies that I've seen. Um, and, uh, a TV show that came out a couple of years ago called devs. Uh, this is about a, um, a Natalie Portman plays a, special some form of special ops soldier scientist oh no she's a scientist but um she goes in with like a special ops team to go into the this force field this area that was basically taken over by some form of alien force that inside the 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 area they have um a lot of like different mutations are happening like animals are being mutated there's a lot of stuff that can't really be if you haven't seen this it's 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 very it is a it's not a jump scare type of movie. It is a very uncomfortable if you have anxiety or deal like if you watch a movie and get stressed out, it's that type of movie. Um, Natalie Portman goes in to really research what's going on in there and, and also looking for her husband who had, um, who had gone into, and I, I cannot think of what the, what the thing is called. Um, oh, well, I'll think about it later. The friend zone. <laughs> The friend zone. I'm going to call it the friend zone. That is not what it is, but I'm going to call it the friend zone um, because they all go in and then eventually become friends with each other. Um, yeah, this is, has some imagery and some and some some events that happen in this movie that really make you feel uncomfortable. The cast in this movie is phenomenal. You have Natalie Portman, um, Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Oscar Isaac are all in it. Um, Benedict Wong. I, I don't know. There's I. It really, I think I've only watched this movie two or three times because it really does scare me and has, this is the ending sequence and sequence in this movie along with the soundtrack in it is makes it very uncomfortable. Um, it's not Hans Zimmer, but it definitely has a Zimmer, um, influence on it. If you're, say, if you're watching yeah, like, for Dune, sure. like Dune type, um, Dune type soundtrack, but, um, I recommend if you haven't seen this and, and you can kind of sit through, this type of um this type of i guess science fiction slash i'd say psychological horror um to definitely check this one out um next is the world's end for 2013 this is the third movie from the cornetto trilogy from edgar wright simon Pegg, and nick frost uh hot take a lot of people love Shaun of the dead a lot of people love hot fuzz i love all three but world's end is my favorite of these three movies um I've watched it the most. I quote it the most. Uh, this is about a bunch of friends who go back to their old town after they're all in their forties, have their own lives. Um, Simon Pegg basically hasn't left his teenage years behind. And it's about been about 20 years. He goes back to his little town and goes to basically do a, um, a bar crawl of um, called the golden mile. So basically one drink each pub, but at the same time, the town is being taken over by, 
uh, whatever you want to call them, blanks, smashy, smashy Eggman, they call them a few times. <laughs> um, this is, I, I, I always say, I actually saw an article about the, this trilogy and they say a lot of people who grew up with Shaun of the Dead at that time, their movies really kind of go through the time period of, of their viewers where Shaun of the Dead's very immature-ish and he's a younger character and then they get up to where now they're in their 40s. Now they really have no connection to each other, these movies, um, just share the same characters and cast. Um, but there's just something with the humor in this movie is great. And, you know, looking back as an almost 40 year old man who, you know, Mm -hmm. will, will, I'm coming up on my 20th high school anniversary soon, uh, high school um, graduation soon. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go, but you kind of look, it's one of those movies that makes you look back and think like, all right, like think about the high school days. And, you know, did I, is is there something I always wanted to do, whether or not it was drinking at, Mm. at, at 12 bars? Um, but I mean, if you guys are down, I'll I'll still do it. Just go down Let's to Frankfurt, and, do out of Frankfurt and Common, and go all the to the yeah, all the to, Irish uh, bars. Talk to Sean. Sean will gladly uh, make uh, make one <laughs> up in the yeah. city for yeah. sure. This is this is, you know takes place in in uh, England. Uh, Frankfurt and Common is all Irish bars. So if you're interested, uh, let me know. Um, that is the world's end, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> a little cough there. Uh, next is 2016's Arrival, uh, which uh, we we did talk about. This this great man before Denis Villeneuve uh, was uh, came out 2016. Stars Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. This is uh, uh, you know not similar to ET, but this is an alien movie where aliens come to Earth, but they're not wrong reasons or trying to invade us. Um, you know, Amy Adams is a, a, a linguist who is trying to figure out the language of the aliens and how they're trying to communicate with, um, with humans. Uh, there's no, uh, no threat or anything. It's just her. If you, if you want a movie where Amy Adams is talking to aliens, there's no action in this movie. It's, it's a <laughs> it's pretty much, it's a very slow burn movie. Um, but the imagery in this, it, it's the, the spaceship that the, that the aliens come in. Um, everything looks so real. And it just feels like a real environment. It's a very small scale movie. It's not a, this isn't any big stakes that take place. It's really just between Amy Adams and these two aliens that are in their ship trying to communicate with her. Uh, they communicate in symbols, but you know, and, and I, I do not want to spoil the ending to this. Cause I think it's uh, a really, a really powerful ending because it's, you know, it, it's one of those movies that makes you think where um, at the end, like the you have a choice of doing one thing or another. Like you continue with what is kind of written and like – or do you want to go so, go another path where you may not know like what is going to happen? Um, you know, through the movie, you think one thing's happening and then once that – once the kind of the end happens, you're like, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense even though it really doesn't. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it is a, a fantastic movie. I, I recommend it. Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner are incredible. Uh, probably some of the best performances in, in, in their career. Um, it's also nice to see Jeremy Renner get outside of um, superhero and action movies. Um, you know, he did that one mission impossible for like 20 minutes. He was just remember. I remember he was supposed to take over that, that, and then they just said, no, Tom, Tom sorry, Cruise Renner just, hit the Tom road. Cruise just, Tom Cruise just learned how to fly a helicopter, so uh, we got a couple he more. Still in got it. He still got it. 
And then um, last one I have for my honorable mentions is Ready Player One uh, from 2018. Um, this this is just a sci-fi hodgepodge of um, I mean, there's sci-fi elements, horror elements, and this. It takes basically this is a pop culture Picasso. Um, it's uh, it takes place in the future. Ty Sheridan um, plays uh, plays a guy who in the future there's a, a, a online reality called the oasis where it's basically everything's done through that shopping uh, school everything is just takes place um in this world and everyone's kind of wrapped up in it um and there's you know the big company that's trying to take over the world or the the oasis um wade uh, is you know becomes the one who has to fight against them uh the creator of the oasis hides three three easter eggs uh, not legit, not you know, literal Easter eggs for video gaming and movie nerds. Uh, that's mm. a, a hidden detail that uh, usually the creators will hide. Um, it's just chocolate. It's just chocolate. <laughs> it's like it's like basically like Wonka. It's like Wonka golden tickets. <laughs> just find little Cadbury eggs. Um, this has this for me. I I read the book prior to this coming out. Um, the book is a little bit different than. Uh, than the movie only because I think the movie how they, they they must have gotten so many rights for so many characters in this movie because this is a Warner Brothers movie and they take every possible property that you can think of and plop it yeah, somewhere it in this in movie there. just throw it in there um, almost as many as Space Jam too I I, I, <laughs> I you, you couldn't pay me enough to watch that movie um I but I heard that was just basically like a just a two hour long commercial um. Yeah, so I remember being very excited after reading the book, and and I didn't think they were how they were going to do it and translate their Oasis into, um, you know, back to the Tron Legacy point. I think this is a type of world that you can see, like I can see reality living in, in fifty to a hundred years, where they, you know, we're starting to see virtual reality come through with video games and and to some extent some movies. So I think it's going to be, um, you know, that this is going to be somewhat of a future, um. But I know Facebook was trying to do something similar like this and build this world. Um, but if you like, like pop culture references out the out the the wazoo, as kids are saying, um, you know, great cast. Ty Sheridan, who um, you know, he's he's kind of an up and coming. Uh, you know, he did some X Men movies. Um, he he's I, I feel like he can really hopefully he has a bright future. Olivia Cook, um, Ben Mendelsohn, who uh, he's playing a bad guy. Haha, <laughs> guess what? It's shocking. Um, sorry, love I Ben Mendelsohn. I love him too. He's a great bad guy. That that's just you know what he does. Um, yeah. So I, I just I, I everything about I was very hyped. This was a movie that I would never say it's my one of my in my top like twenty favorite movies. But in terms of, it's not the best movie, but I think the most enjoyable rewatchable movie because I still watch it and find I, I make it a goal to find different references or movie references or video game references that I didn't point that i didn't notice before so i think the rewatchability factor on it is is good so yeah gentlemen thoughts Harry, go ahead, you go no no you oh, go okay. um yeah you've got some goodies on here so uh cloverfield absolutely love i'm a huge kaiju fan and uh this movie was the first and maybe only found footage uh kaiju movie i've ever seen gonna give you guys a little peek inside the mind of greg i actually occasionally maybe like once a year have a nightmare that i am in 
the movie Cloverfield, like um, on the ground, first person mode in the middle of a giant kaiju, um, destroying the city. Meanwhile, and I thought you were sleeping hectic. just just fine all the time. Is annoying yeah. TJ TJ Miller chasing you around? <laughs> no, TJ Miller is not there, thankfully. But okay, uh, good. But yeah, good. I this movie is dope. I absolutely love it. Um, great, great pick. Uh, Annihilation, I can't comment on because I have not seen it. It is on my list to watch, but uh, just haven't gotten around to it. The World's End, I do need to go back and rewatch. I actually, I want to. So the last time I saw it was in theaters, and I I went in cold, not knowing anything about it, and I fell in love so hard with the friends going from pub to pub and then when it took the sci-fi left turn i was out in the cold a little bit i still Mm. enjoyed the movie because it's got a great cast um and you know it's it's funny but uh i gotta say it it put me off just a tiny bit um but i think knowing now what happens i want to go back and give it another shot and see how it goes uh, also, with yeah. uh, one thing with that is like the action scenes in that movie, like are are really like choreography in that is really good for Nick Frost to, you know, I, I he actually has some uh, like uh, action ability, and it's great because he just seems like it's just a lot of the a lot of the um, choreography is like a lot of the fights are uh, extended cuts, so it's really like how they're doing it, it's really well done for sure. Um. Arrival, I actually just watched for the first time a couple years ago, maybe like two or three years ago. Really enjoyed that. Great pick. It is definitely um, kind of quiet, Uh, not your big bombastic, you know, alien shooting ray guns type movie um, or like threat of the world ending or anything like that. But it's very, it's very thoughtful and I enjoy that. And uh, yeah, I mean, Denny just knocks it out of the park. And Ready Player One, um, so weird because I, I totally, I love this movie, but uh, totally slipped my mind, uh, kind of like the Matrix did with Harry. Um, but yeah, this is a fantastic pick. I, I also read the book prior to seeing the movie. Love the book. I think I do prefer the book just slightly more, and I hate to be that that guy, but uh, but the movie still does a fantastic job, and um, yeah. It, Man, Spielberg, he knows how to do sci-fi. What um, are your thoughts on... Also, hand- there is a Ready Player Two book out, and uh, I heard it's a hot mess, so uh, don't read it. <laughs> I have it, have not read it yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I heard, I, I didn't hear the best things, but um, if they make a Ready Player Two movie, from what I've heard, um, uh, someone, uh, uh, someone who I, 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 who actually recommended Ready Player One to me uh, suggested to mm-hmm. not read Ready Player Two. So, we'll see. Hack. Yeah, I mean, uh, great choices here. Uh, I'll touch base. I'll go backwards like I did last time, but uh, for with Ready Player One, uh, shocking, shocking to me when I saw the release date was in 2018. Um, blow blows blows my mind every time I, I look five at years, it. On that our, is crazy. On document, yeah, like only five years ago. It feels I I would say it feels like eight years ago, but I don't. Maybe maybe that's COVID brain. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I didn't read the book and I would say if you're a sci-fi fan, it's worth checking out because it hits a lot of the, a lot of the notes that's easy to find to love with this movie. 
And uh, I'm a huge Olivia Cook uh, writer. Um, I hope she gets to do uh, amazing things. And as Greg mentioned, when you're when you're dealing with Spielberg and sci-fi, uh, I mean the guy made AI for for Christ's sake. So um, you know, there close you encounters. Go. Uh, well, yeah, close encounters too. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> listen, Greg loves to date himself with his old movies. So shut up. Um, on this one, um. Arrival, Arrival's on my list. Um, you hit a lot of points with it, Hands. Uh, this is totally more of my speed when it comes to, I would say, movies. Um, I called it a slow burn when I threw it to you, but I, Greg Greg makes a great point with it being quiet. Um, and just, you know, it, it focuses a lot on the people. Um, and, and, and like, and, hey, what if this happened? Not as opposed to this is happening and, you know, how are we going to save the world uh, and whatnot. So, um world's end i mean you can't go wrong with the cornetto trilogy um if i'm not mistaken i i think we all each have one greg is yours is your favorite um Shaun of the dead uh yeah i would say that's yeah my favorite so you're Shaun of the dead i'm hot fuzz and chris is the world's end so uh <laughs> together we make a perfect trilogy uh what do hey. you know um agreed with you greg haven't seen this probably since it was in theaters uh but it's a delightful time uh, can't wait to revisit it uh, someday. And uh, yeah, one of those like surprising sci-fi movies that when you're making a list like this, you all of a sudden be like, yeah, that does have a lot of sci-fi elements to it. Um, uh, Annihilation, uh, directed by Alex Garland. Um, not my favorite movie. Uh, I remember seeing this and, and feeling as though I was going to love it. And I kind of just was a little meh on it, left me feeling a little flat. Um, but I see all the reasons why Hanratty likes it for sure. Um, it is, it is what I would call a hands movie. Um, but, uh, it just, it left me feeling a little, a little flat. And I don't know if maybe the hype was too much for me. Cause I know some other people who liked it. Um, but yeah, it just left me a little cold. Uh, Cloverfield, uh, listen, they don't, when they say they don't make them like they used to, uh, I remember the trailer for this and just feeling like, what did I just say? We got to go see that opening night. Uh, great marketing for it. Uh, wonderful time at the movies. The shaky cam does leave a little bit to be desired, um, but I think it does a great job as a found footage kaiju movie, as Papa said, uh, in regards to that. So uh, great picks here. Um, as I mentioned, Arrivals in mine. Ready Player One would have been an honorable nom, um, as it is. It does it does slap, as they say. So what do you have for your honorable mentions here? Yeah, so I mean, listen, I uh, I'm a man of the people. Um, so uh, when I saw your guys's list, I said great choices for honorable mentions. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, you guys got some of your honorable mentions in my fave five. Uh, so I wanted to throw two movies out there. Um, and I only have two uh, that I think are just super cool sci-fi movies. Uh, first one uh, I want to talk about is Gattaca, uh, released in 1997. Uh, directed by Andrew Nichol. Um, I don't think it's it's the Andrew Nichol that you might think of that's famous. Um, he hasn't really done too much as far as, I would say, popular films in regards to that. Um, this film was nominated for one Oscar, uh, surprisingly, when I was looking it up. Um, and uh, it, it was, I believe, for set design, which... Uh, um, and I apologize with Andrew Nichol because he was actually the writer for the Truman show. So I'm mixing up my directors here. Uh, I'll get to him in a second, but while he's the writer of the Truman show and of this movie, Gattaca, but two movies that I love, he also wrote in time with, uh, Justin Timberlake in 2011 and, uh, the host in 2013. So, um, listen, we can't win them all. Um, I guess he was a writer. I mean, I know it's a book, but whatever. 
Uh, this movie, uh, Gattaca, stars Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman, and Jude Law. And basically, it's a story of a genetically inferior man assumes the uh, identity of a uh, superior one in order to pursue his lifelong dream of space travel. So um, Ethan Hawke's kind of the main character in this. Uh, it's it's a it's one of your classic 90s movies to me that just didn't make a ton of money at the box office. And then it either hit home video or went on the HBO. And everybody was like, dude, Gattaca kind of slaps. Um uh, you know, obviously, I didn't watch this. Uh, I say that like, you know, you guys would know. But I mean, this movie came out when I was nine and it wasn't on my to watch list. Um, I was really looking forward to, uh, you know, Toy Story, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, so this movie is a lot of fun. Uh, we don't have Maya Hawk without this movie. Um, Uma Thurman and uh, Ethan Hawke met on the set of this movie and started dating shortly afterwards and had mar- got married and had some kids. Um, they got divorced, but we don't have Maya Hawk without this. So sorry, Stranger Things. Uh, you would be upset right now. Um, and yeah, this is just a fun. Uh, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of a drama and a thriller a little bit as well. It gets into a little bit of a mystery uh, involving it, but uh, a lot of fun. Super super cool '90s, I guess, sci-fi. When we're talking about like what the future could be, because the future didn't feel that far away. I guess then compared to the 1960s when uh you know we're setting setting dates um and things of that nature and speaking of older uh sci-fi movies uh my next honorable mention um the running man uh directed by paul michael glasser um who famously is uh startsky in startsky and hutch um so that's really? his uh claim to fame for that yeah wow. that's his uh la- that's his um that's his claim to fame for it so good for him uh surprisingly i to no one uh who will end up ever watching this movie uh if you do or if you haven't seen it uh no oscar nominations for this movie so sorry everyone surprising Um, yeah it came out in 1987 and stars arnold schwarzenegger it takes place in a dystopian america in the year 2019 um a falsely convicted policeman gets his shot at freedom when he must forcibly participate in a tv game show for where convicts um, what they call runners must battle killers for the freedom. Uh, this movie is a ton of fun. Um, is it your cheesy eighties action movie? Is it have an outdated reference of in the future in 2019? Of course. Um, is it a, it, it's more, it leans more towards the action side of, of movies uh, when it comes to these sci-fi genres, but it got, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It has a, uh, a uh, Yafat Kato. Um, who we talked about, who's in uh, Alien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Brown, uh, Jesse Ventura, um, and a lot of uh, just fun characters in this movie. Um, Professor Toru Tanaka um, is in this as well. Uh, it just has a lot of fun. Um, famous game show host Richard Dawson uh, plays the game show host in this, and it's a it's a really cool, interesting take on like, hey what will we do with prisoners? And it's kind of like an American gladiators, but instead of the like actual athletes participating, it's like criminals. So, um, and you know, surprise, surprise with Arnold movies in the eighties, uh, you'll probably see where this one's going, but a ton of fun with this one. Um, I, I remember watching this, like I said, it came out in 87, a year before I was born, but I think I remember watching this in the early two thousands. Like it was either on, some channel and I checked it out and I was like, wow, this seems like a lot of fun. And I just was immediately hooked and um, yeah, just, just a lot of fun with this and your classic Arnold lines. 
Um, cool costume design with this. Just like I said, I can go on and on for how much fun this is, but I'll throw it back to you guys to, to discuss. Have you guys seen Gattaca or Running Man? Uh, Papa, I'll start with you. Gattaca, no, um, but it sounds pretty interesting. And I Gattaca think it would be up your alley. Uh, Gattaca would be up your alley, I think. I think so. And um, so another movie that I want to see actually sounds kind of similar to this, which is Elysium. Uh, seems mm. kind of like a similar plot. Yeah, yeah Elysium's. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Equilibrium for a second, but yeah, yeah that's similar that's plot. Very different. Yeah, that's very, very different. different. That's why I was like, um, yeah. So Gattaca, good wreck. Uh, I've I've been familiar with the name of the movie, but I just I've never uh, never knew what it was about till now. So I'll definitely check that out, and then. Running Man, dude, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe that was one of the selections on one of our Tuesdays or Thursdays with Arnie. Uh, uh, 100% probably. Oh, yeah. What a great time. Uh, yeah. I think I slept at dude. Harry's that night. Most likely. <laughs> Four years later, and we still don't have a Running Man show? Like, come on, what's going on? Bring it bring it to life. Let's get going. And I also, want wild to me too. that this movie go has... To Chester County. Also wild to me, this movie hasn't been remade by like, and I'm not saying it needs to go like a cooler route, but like easily could be like a solid remake with, I guess the problem is, is we don't have that action star nowadays. Yeah. Put put John Cena in it or something, man, and get some more comedy in it and let's go. Let's have a great time. For sure. If they could, if they could remake Total Recall, which spoiler alert, didn't make anybody's list, but is a great sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see Running Man getting remade. Well, actually, well, well, the well, yeah, I was gonna say maybe the Purge kind of falls into that, like, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, that's t- yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't think. But I, I don't mean, know. The, the Purge I, isn't I, like televised, right? <laughs> I haven't seen any of those movies, but it's not like no, it's not a game show. No, it's just no, yes. let people Everybody's out. Everybody's hiding. You just yeah. go around doing shenanigans, and uh, yeah, I um. <laughs> I, I don't think they could ever remake it. The only thing I, I have a feeling of I'd be afraid of when they're remaking it is them doing what they did to Total Recall is completely shifting it with the Colin Farrell movie. Now, the Colin Farrell movie is more close to the book than the one going to Mars, the the Arnold one. But yeah. it's when I think of Total Recall, I even I forget that the, the, the new one exists. I'm afraid if they do... A new Running Man. I, I, it'd be like Chris Hemsworth or someone or Chris Pratt or whatever. Dude, and, let's go, man. Uh, I don't know. I might be in on a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth yeah. Running Man. Oh yeah. man. Nah, dial, cool. dial, dial up the comedy. Dial like <laughs> no all Pratt. you need. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no yeah. Pratt. Yeah. Add some. Add, yeah, he could like, be. He could be like the oh, first man. running person that like goes and they, like they're out early. So maybe they the characters, the characters they come up with for the apparent heroes who chase down the runners in the movie, uh, just a cast of characters that they end up throwing <laughs> in there, and it's what about it's Momoa? just so fun. Yeah, sure. Momoa, Throw, like, yeah, this Mo- is what he I'm would saying, man. We we yeah. got all these. We got Let's them all in there. Let's go. All right, I'm what are we hyped. doing? We're writing. Oh, yeah. We're Let me add it. They can't I'm write. about to break the Let's lines go. and get this going. <laughs> oh man, this is great. All right. Well, we'll talk. This, uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk. Those are yeah. my thoughts. Hands. How about you? Yeah. 
Gattaca, I thought it was a police drama. Um, it's not. Apparently, it's a science fiction movie. So I knew nothing yeah. about it, just like Greg. Uh, so there's that. Missing I'll have out. to go check it out. Uh, yeah. Good thing we got, you know, the whole Maya Hawk thing. That's a good point. Um, and yeah, Running Man, perfect movie. Uh, I This is probably my second favorite Arnold movie. That's not like Terminator or anything. Um, I, I Of his silly 80s action movies, it would probably be like this Commando. Perfect blend. This and Commando, and then Total Recall. But this is this is great. I always forget this movie exists, and I own two copies of it on DVD. <laughs> That's it. All right, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> well, we're gonna move on to our actual fave fives here, and I will kick it off. Um, I'm gonna kick it off with 1993's Jurassic Park. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. Um, I know, you know, a lot of folks would maybe consider this a creature feature, which I'm not going to argue that it's not, uh, but it's definitely a sci-fi movie. Uh, actually, kind of close to science fact, um, you know, coming up soon, wow. we're, we're them. extracting DNA from woolly mammoths and, and looking at bringing those back to life after having not existed for thousands or millions of years or whatever. Um, so it's kind of wild, but, uh, but Jurassic Park, just an absolutely phenomenal movie. Again, we want to talk about Spielberg and magic. Watching this movie just gives me all the feels. Um, the CG is incredible. I, I watched this recently and it's still mostly holds up you know there's a few things here and there that it's like oh yeah it looks a, a little rough but given that this is 30 some years later uh it's pretty wild that 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 it's still that level and the even crazier part is they weren't originally going to do cg for this movie they were working on stop motion and one of the uh cg artists at ilm uh, even though he wanted to do it and pursued with the filmmakers getting this done in CG, they kind of poo-pooed him and he kept working on it in secret anyway. And then Spielberg stops by and says, show me what's going on. And uh, they take a look at it and it's mind blowing. So they made the call to to move to CG. Um, score by John Williams. Tremendous. Another J-Dub J banger. You know, it's just uh one of the one of the many all time greats that he put out. Um, the performances all phenomenal. Uh, this this I think was my introduction to Sam Neill, who I absolutely love. Um, Jeff Goldblum. I think the only thing I had seen him in prior to this that I remember seeing him in was The Fly. So it was nice to see a uh, much different take from Jeff in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a stellar movie with a great story. I did read the book. Um, I would say I think I like the movie a little better. It's the book's darker, um, but Spielberg just brings that magic and the changes that he made. I was OK with um, trying to think of what else, man. I just I have so much love for this movie. And I this is one movie that I really wish. I had seen in theaters when it first came out. I didn't see this. I, I saw it when it hit VHS. And I think if I had seen it in theaters when it happened, my mind would have been even more blown than it already was. Um, oh, one last uh, thing, which is the insane amount of quotes from this movie. 
uh, absolutely iconic dialogue. But I kid you guys not, literally almost every day, anytime I make a turn when I'm driving, if I've got somebody in the car with me, I say, hold on to your butts <laughs> every <laughs> single time. So Sam Jackson. Uh, it's because you're a bad you so driver. Much. That's the only reason, actually. It's not because of... Yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. I'm just speeding through a turn at yeah, miles an hour. <laughs> Maybe I better start quoting Tokyo Drift. <laughs> but, Are you the one no, that cut yeah. me off in the parking lot today? And then just, like, skidding around, <laughs> like, doing donuts? <laughs> yes, that was totally me. Uh, but, no, yeah, Jurassic Park, just five stars all the way. Absolutely love this. And, um, definitely, you know, when I, when I go through my fave fives, um, I think about, you know, kind of that desert Island scenario where it's like, all right, if I can only watch five sci-fi movies for the rest of my life, what am I picking? Boom. Jurassic park on that list for sure. Uh, so with that said, what do you guys think about JP? Uh, I've only seen Jurassic Park probably two times in my life, uh, and it wasn't what? early. Yeah, I have not seen. I I think I've seen Jurassic Park three more than I've seen Jurassic Park one. Um, wow, I know. I I I will agree that the effects in it are are fantastic. My favorite piece of Jurassic Park is if you've ever seen it was um the video of where they edited Pee Wee riding his bike running from the T Rex instead of the the truck like in the actual movie. It's Pee Wee running from it. It's hilarious. Um, that's my favorite piece of Jurassic Park yeah. content. Yeah, uh, don't watch, well, watch the Spielberg masterpiece. Go to don't YouTube. Don't watch, watch, watch the, the, the Pee Wee Jurassic Park. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I remember what, and when I first saw it, it was only I would say within the shockingly within the past seven or eight years that I watched it for the first time. Um, I watched The Lost World before I watched Jurassic Park, and I didn't really understand a lot of it. Um, that's a shame. You know, because wow. there's a whole other movie that came before it. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Jeff Goldblum, like, what? what's this guy? Um, oh, he was in the first one. I thought he died. And people are like, you didn't even guy? see the first one. Why would you Why would you, why would you claim that? Um, I will say for 1993, uh, I, you know, I, we talk about Tron that came out in what, the 80s, late 80s, yeah. the special effects and that compared to only a few years later with Tron. I mean, for with Jurassic Park, it's, it's, it's night and day it's almost perfect and it, uh, you know there are some cg stuff that you notice and you're like yeah it's definitely like cg dinosaurs because you're not going to use real dinosaurs in a movie like this well um, to be fair they did have animatronic also right but a lot of yeah, it was CG. but i mean it's like the when like the raptors were running around like they they obviously right, were right. cg and like with their movements and all um but i thought it was i thought it was it's a really cool um you know, a lot of people that when I was watching this, I didn't even realize we're in it. Like Samuel Jackson, I didn't even realize he was in it when I saw it for the first time. Um, Sam Neill, I knew he was in it, and then like um, Wayne Knight, huh? Wayne Knight, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I watched it. I said, oh, um, oh well, I, Newman. I was like, Newman's in this. Oh, that's cool. But I've seen him all over memes and everywhere on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I uh, this 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 is a good choice. I, I want to read the book. Um, I I, I kind of didn't really give the sequels a shot outside of the, I saw Jurassic Park movies, but like the lost world and all those other ones that are still coming out. Um, I saw the Jurassic world. world and that the, the world and, and dominion and whatever. Um, I saw the first one. I'll never watch them. The other two. And I'll never watch the first one ever again. Three uh, and Jurassic <laughs> world. I, I mess with, I like both of those, but everything else you can pause. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then my, okay. uh, my other thing, and with Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park three is when okay. the 
he wakes up and he dreams that the the dinosaur's talking to him. And he's like, Alan, Alan, wake up! Um, Alan, wake up! <laughs> I I love that. I don't know why. Every time I hear someone, if I meet someone named Alan, uh, I'll I'll go like I'll turn my head and go Alan, and then like you know I don't want them to hear it. Um, it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, this is a good pick because uh, I, I kind of this was something that a lot of people didn't see before, like didn't really see in movies before, where you mix science fiction, horror, and and you know, practical effects as much as they could do. And it's like, it's a kind of a unique concept of, all right, well, you know, they even say in the line, like, just because you, you could do it doesn't mean you should do it. Um, and it's kind of also, that playing look, God not for nothing, but people love dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are great. And we're in a serious dino drought, right? Like we had the land before time. And then what before that, like 10 million BC, I'm not going to count that stupid, like, We're Back movie or whatever that's... Uh, you know? Dinosaur Tale? Oh, come on. Um, yeah, dumb. Um, <laughs> you have the land before time and 10 million BC, and that's it. So, like, give me the dinos, man. And this, this sure. delivered. delivered yeah. Oh, oh, 65. The one Adam Driver. Yeah, bro, I saw that, but that wasn't out when JP came out. That's true. That's true. That's true. Well, that's your. I thought you were talking about in general recently. No, 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 no. Okay, no, right, all right. Yeah, good pick. Jesus, Uh, now we're getting a Jurassic movie every other year, and I want them to stop. Yeah, are they done? (laughs) Are they done? God, I, I don't know. I hope. Did they eat Chris Pratt in the third one? No comment. You got to go see it. I won't say no. I'll look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Watch that after you uh, see Captain Marvel. Um, Now I'm gonna. You're running out of time. You're running out of time, dude. You got a month, and you got a kid on the way. So guess what? Figure it out. Guess what? I could Marvel put the pieces together. Yeah. I can, I, oh, can, can? I can put the got pieces it. together. Yeah, right. I got Sounds it. Good. I can't wait for your review. Because, um, you know, Dune moved. So <laughs> Captain Marvel 2, here we come. Uh, yeah, Jurassic Park, great pick. I, I was I was thinking when I was looking over your list, Greg, that I, would, that I would challenge this one. But the more I heard you talk about it, the more research I did. You know, sci-fi is, is – um, you know, I'd even say a movie like Gattaca, you might watch and be like, that's more of a drama than it is a sci-fi um, just has, you know, those elements in it. But yeah, I mean, you're messing with, you know, bringing dinosaurs into the today's world. Uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. I, I'm more, I'm more blown away about uh, the Hanratty uh, element of this. Sometimes we talk about these movies and he's like, I've seen, I've seen these other ones in the series more times than I've seen the best. Yeah. That's ones. a doozy. So, um, that and Jaws, right? Jaws, you haven't seen Jaws either. No, so. I, I watched Jaws uh, last year for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Spielberginess, uh, I guess, uh, just washes over you. So I've watched, I've watched yeah. The Godfather three, four times, but I've never seen the first two. <laughs> hey, uh, that's just kidding. I, not true. Yeah, kidding. exactly. I got. I've never seen. I've never seen two or three. I know. Yeah. Well, you're missing out on two. Two is a uh, Genesis. Quoi? Mwah. All right. Um, All right. Yeah, but JP, great pick, uh, as Hans would say. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. The 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 graphics definitely hold up. The, there are a few movies, you know, that I would say over, you know, coming into 2023. And it, listen, it doesn't look great all the time, but uh, in a lot of key moments, it looks beautiful. Back cool. when back when special effects people can work to normal forty hour weeks. Exactly. <laughs> back when special effects people ruled the world. Back when they didn't have to worry about unionizing. <laughs> um Hansy, what do you got for us? 
All right, um, I'm going to go with uh, 2007 Sunshine, uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Uh, has a lot of pe- has a lot of people in this movie. Uh, it's got Killian Murphy, one of his early roles, Rose Byrne, Chris Evans. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, there's another guy who a lot of people know, but I can't say it um, because it's a little bit of a spoiler. Um, Benedict Wong, I think, is in this. Um, so basically, it takes place. Uh, I I don't know the year, but in the not so distant future where um, the uh, well, 2057, actually, I just looked it up, um, where the sun is basically dying and the only option to um, to restart the Earth or restart the sun is to fly a spaceship to the sun and throw a nuclear bomb the size of Manhattan into it to reignite it. Got to reboot, baby. Control, if not, delete. If not, the Earth will freeze and we all die. Um, so a lot of this movie, uh, this is another one where it's a, this could be considered a slow burn. Um, you know, they, they start realizing so that the team that, that we follow in this movie, it's the second one, Icarus two that was sent to, um, to basically go and get the mission done because the first Icarus failed or they lost communication with the first one. So this is their last shot to get it right. Um, what, what happened to the first one? Did it fly too close to the sun? Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, I can't. I, I, I am pleading the fifth with some okay. of this stuff. Um, so, uh, actually, and, and I did not know this until earlier. I did not know Alex Garland, who we just spoke about with Annihilation, wrote this. Wrote it. Yeah. Um, which I did not know. Um, but you, you know, come the last third of this movie, it starts to make sense. Um, but, it's it's very um a lot of the the like a lot of the movie is based around the decisions of the the um of the crew to figure out what what based on the resources they have and what the best way to get the job done and still return home um a lot of a lot of clashing between chris evans's character and killian murphy where they don't agree um they're all scientists on board i think with the exception of maybe like the the captain um so they're all trying to figure out what the best route is uh is really cool visuals and how they make the spaceship or make the ship um you know they have a um basically like a visual a bay where you can look at the sun where they have certain shade like a percentage shading where they do like 30 percent shade and you can look at the sun and be like basically passing mercury um which is really cool um but like some of it the set is a very it seems like a very small set um and it's a it's a small movie with very high stakes because you know they fail the earth dies um so it's it's it's, whatever i will say a lot of people complain about this movie and i and i know harry you've seen it greg greg you have not seen it we saw it together hands but it's fine no i have not dude we've seen like 100 movies together i i know busting your chops yeah i know um it this is this is um this is the probably the movie that opened me up to like indie sci-fi movies. Um, I know when this came it out, wasn't this was branded, <laughs> which actually <laughs> came up on my Facebook memories. I think yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so happy anniversary to that that hot mess. You know, um, I, I, I was gonna put hey, that Google, on this Google list. the film. Google the film branded, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, uh, Lily Sobieski's best movie ever. Um, yeah, so this is, this is a lot of people complain about this movie where they think like the, it, this movie does shift gears in terms of tone, probably about maybe through the last third, but I, I love it cause it's, it's not, it's something a lot different that I didn't really expect. Um, 
but you know, it has that Danny Boyle feel to it. Um, you know, kind of follows, a, you know, look at a reference like 28 days later, which also starred Killian Murphy, where there's a lot of, there's a creepy fact, creepiness factor to it in very calm scenes. Um, but I, I really recommend it. Uh, and, and a, a lot of early work for, you know, a lot of people in their early careers, like Rose Byrne and Chris Evans. And, and like I said, Killian Murphy, I think Killian Murphy might've done 28 days later and then this, but he was still, wasn't really that household name he is now. Um, so I know it was right. It was actually, when did Batman begins come out? 2006 or 2000? I think, or two, I think, I think five. five or yeah, 2005. Five. So he, you know, he had, um, he had Batman begins. So, um, yeah. So that was like kind of when he started coming on and did this little indie, indie shot. So, um, yeah, I, I really recommend it. I, I do tend to go back and watch this, um, revisit it as much as I can. Um, Maybe I'd probably say like once a year I'll, I'm kind of up to watching it. Um, but it's a it's an excellent movie that not a lot of people. It definitely has a cult following of people that have seen it. Um, really, I I haven't heard a person say that they're not a fan of it. So, um, yeah. So I'll turn it over to you guys. Um, Har, what about I know you've you've seen it. Yeah, Sunshine absolutely slaps. Um, this would have made my honorable mentions, uh, but you had it in yours, so I uh, left it out. Uh, would highly recommend. I feel like Greg would like this one. Uh, we saw this with a large group of people at the theater when we went to go see it. And all I can say is uh, it definitely uses uh, Danny Boyle definitely does a great job with the uh, with the tricks of the camera on this one. And uh, like Chris said, it does take a turn, um, you know, diving into different genres in the film. Uh, but the visuals are, are beautiful for it. Uh, it's a pretty cool premise, and it has some great actors uh, doing some early stuff uh, for it. So, yeah, highly, highly recommend. Um, as I mentioned, I have not seen this, but it does sound like a banger. It's uh, I like Danny Boyle. The cast, uh, is I think you'd like it. Pretty big I think names. You'd like it. So I'll throw this one on the list right next to Gattaca and Annihilation. Yeah, baby. If you can't find it, I don't think it's streaming anywhere because I tried finding it. I, I unless you don't want to pay, but I think I still have a DVD or Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. I'll, I'll just rent it on yeah, Amazon. He's going, through, he's going through his stuff, so he's yeah, yeah. It's right in the, right next to the alien, the alien trilogy. <laughs> right, right next, yeah, right next to the alien quadrilogy. Um, I will say, I <clears throat> the name only vaguely rings a bell, so I don't know how this one slipped by me because I feel like it would have been something I would have seen, but. Uh... Interesting. I don't think it was. I think it was one of those like sci-fi, like like small budget movies that came and went. And it's like if you didn't hear about it in the two weeks that it was out, you probably then it 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 really skipped a bunch of people's radars. Yeah, this one was definitely one that was under the radar and didn't make a ton of money. And then you know jumps into DVD sales and TV, and all of a sudden people are like, "Hey, that's pretty good." Just like Gattaca, so add it to the list. Gotcha. All right, what do you got for us, Hair? Yeah, so my pick is uh, I wanted to mention really quick uh, in case if uh, anyone loves my honorable mentions and wants to check it out. Uh, Gattaca, if you want to watch it, you got to rent it. Uh, Running Man on Amazon Prime, so check it out. Uh, and uh, my first pick, uh, also, when you guys get a minute, take a look at our list. Uh, if the movie doesn't begin with an A, probably not a good sci-fi movie. Um, but uh, my, my first nomination, or my first fave five, I should say, is Aliens, um, which you can find on Hulu currently. Um, Greg mentioned uh, this as it was his one of his honorable mentions earlier. 
Uh, but I'll just remind people in case if they haven't, uh, if they've forgotten. Uh, James Cameron, 1986, uh, so two years before I was born, for those keeping track at home. Uh, stars Sigourney Weaver, uh, nominated for seven Oscars, as Greg mentioned as well. Um, one for, obviously, you know, the the usual sub subjects for, uh, you know, those sci-fi features, best effects, sound effects, editing, uh, best effects, visual effects. And Aliens is just a lot of fun. Um, we, we had a little debate the other day, uh, in regards to what's better than the first one. Um, and aliens is a prime example, I think, in my opinion, now we're talking about two different movies here, uh, but the world built in aliens, uh, is just a lot of fun. It really, really gets you going. Um, you know, decades after the survival of, of the Norse Tromo, Tromo, the, the ship was, was that? Nostromo, thank you, Greg. This is why I turn to you for my nerd culture. Um, incident, uh, Ripley, who played by Sigourney Weaver, uh, sent out to reestablish contact with a terraforming colony, but finds herself battling the alien queen and her offspring. A uh, little bit of a spoiler there for it. But what this movie really, I think, does a great job of is getting to it right in the beginning. Um, you know, we wake up with Ripley in the future. And then we're off uh, with, you know, she's brought on a part of this team uh, to go to this colony and just chaos ensues from there. Um, and what I love, love so much about it is just while Sigourney Weaver is great in this and, and she's the star in the first one. And I would even say just like the first one, you have a team that of just characters, you know, you have the comedic effect, the ultimate warrior in there of just like. I'm going to kill all these aliens no matter what. They can't kill me. Um, you know, the leader who doesn't know what to do but is is trying to figure everything out. And, you know, um, this one really plays off of the first uh, off of Alien uh, with the fact of, you know, Sigourney Weaver Ripley character has a lot to know. Um, I would even say you could go into this movie without seeing the first one, uh, Alien, but you obviously have a bigger appreciation. So uh aliens fun ride um another one uh, when i when i think of a and it's always hard with these lists for me but when i'm thinking of a, of a great sci-fi movie i need you to be either good in another category as well and the action in this is top tier it's got some comedic moments um as well uh throughout it with um always bill paxton as private hudson uh can't get enough of him uh in this movie so uh, highly recommend, uh, just like Spielberg, James Cameron, when it comes to sci-fi, uh, usually, uh, most times, more than not, can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I, I really quick, uh, I, I jumped off camera really quick, but I wanted to show you something that I uh, wanted to point out. Oh. There's, the, there's the box oh. set of Alien. Oh, there it Hold is. Hold it up for all, all of our listeners on our yeah. audio podcast oh, to see yeah, it. I appreciate <laughs> you letting us see um, it. Sorry, I just wanted to let you guys know that it does is exist. Is it in the wrapping? Greg, is it in wrapping still? No, no, Greg. Describe Greg, it. Everyone, this is, it says Alien Quadrilogy. So that means there's four that's of right. them. And I started with four. Um, so that's the one I've seen. So Jeez I haven't Louise. seen this one yet. Four films, nine amazing discs. So uh, one Bro. incredible collection. If you don't watch those, got <laughs> movies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I just want to point that out that Greg, I did not lose it, so uh, I, I I still have it, um, and I will I will well, leave I've them heard out. If you don't use it, you lose it. So yeah, you better true? use it. <laughs> I I'm going to leave this out on my kitchen table, and it drives Catherine nuts, and I will not move <laughs> it until I watch it. So. Beautiful. 
Greg, I have I'll, Finn sit on. In I should on actually put that on well. when when Catherine goes into labor when they're in the hospital. I will put uh, Alien on. She'll love that. Yeah, I will have, put Alien it up on. with the chest burster. Right That's when great. John hurts, Jeez, John or, or John, whatever, whoever it is, you get a rest. Chest blows up. I know. Yeah, I, I wanted to touch on aliens again. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. And yeah, you're right, Harry. Like I, I agree. You don't need to see the first one um, to enjoy this, but it it certainly does help. Um, the thing with the first one is it's it's a horror. For all those hand raddies out there, I was just making sure. All the hand raddies. This is this is a bunch of shortcuts now. This is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in in the first film, Alien, you're dealing with a singular alien, and it wrecks the crew of the nostromo um and it's a it's a horror movie you know they're they're basically i want to say they're hunting the alien but the alien is hunting them at the same time uh but this in aliens the sequel we go to a planet that um is being overrun with them and yeah we find out there is a queen to the colony which was not in the first one. So it, it really ups the stakes like immeasurably. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the colonial Marines um, just absolutely fantastic Hicks and Hudson and Apone and all of them, uh, you know, great, great interplay. Um, you really get the feel that they're the baddest of the bad. And then when the stuff hits the fan and, and you see them start to go down, it's like, Oh, we're in trouble. So, uh, yeah, just absolutely outstanding sci-fi movie. I uh, cannot recommend it enough. And shout out Jimmy C. You know, we love him here on the pod. Uh, one other sci-fi movie, just since I won't have anywhere else to mention it, uh, that I absolutely adore from him is The Abyss. And that almost made it onto my list. Mm. Uh, fantastic movie there. So, good stuff. Hans, any plans to watch Aliens? Not tonight. But... <laughs> okay, that's fair. My guy's busy, uh, but, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've been I've been rewatching. It's always sunny for the forty eighth time. Ah, boo. Nice, hundred percent less aliens in that. I, it, it, I so I don't like horror movies. So I just watched the first one with the lights on, and I watched the second one with the lights off. Yes. Okay. Do I, and do I watch <laughs> the third one? Uh yeah yeah third uh, one's good. Is that okay. Fincher? Fincher directed the. Third it is, one? and a lot yeah. of people crap on it, but it it is good. Okay. okay. There's a it, cool. and that box set has the director's cut, so watch that. There's nine discs in this, sir. I opened yeah, it up. There's like just... standard theatricals and then yeah, man. director's Spend cuts. Spend a weekend and then, watching uh, the Alien trilogy. It ain't like that hard. Disc. All right, yeah. I'll start. I'll start maybe nah. in 2025. Just put it down and forget all about it, like you will <laughs> start, after we do right this. So just Enough aliens, hands. What do you got on your list? <laughs> oh, Alien what do I got next? Um. I'm going to go with uh, 2017's Blade Runner 2049. Um, it's the long, long awaited sequel of Blade Runner with Harrison Ford. And uh, I cannot, uh, Rutger Howard, I was going to say, I couldn't think of his name, Roy Batty. Um, takes place in the future uh, in, in year 2049, where, um, you know, we, we kind of shift gears where uh, we get. The uh, Ryan Gosling is a detective slash replicant um, where, you know, replicants are basically androids. Um, you know, the, the, with the first movie, it's a little different from the first movie because you, you kind of assume that um, Harrison Ford is a replicant. They don't confirm it. This one flat out just straight up says, yes, he is a replicant. 
Um, so you get to kind of see the world outside of, um, and I do not know what city they are in. If it's not, I don't think it's New York. Um, but I, isn't whatever. it Los Angeles? I think it's Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah the so, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like you know, a futuristic Los Angeles. Um, you get to see the world outside of this. Now the movie opens up with probably Dave Bautista's best acting that I've I've seen him in, and he's in the movie for five minutes. Um, even better than My Spy. Ooh, Got it. I forgot that. that was a, that was a good call. I forgot about that movie. Got him. That was nice. Um, that was a good shout out. He's happy that you thought about that because you, no one has thought about My Spy since My Spy. Love came you, out. Big Dave. Um, so basically, um, Ryan Gosling has is is tracking down fugitive replicants and 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 he's he's known what's known as a Blade Runner. Um. It's a wild movie. Uh, it's a very. This is, I guess, considered. But even the first one is more of a slow burn. Not a lot of action that takes place in this movie. But I think it's just a futuristic environment that you have because, again, you have the seventies special effects and the seventies style, like visual style. That it doesn't. It 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 pops back then. But then you have this that there's so much more technology to make the the world come alive. And to get outside of Los Angeles to see, you know, there's a lot. There's basically everything's getting taken over by like a dust storm where outside is almost non-livable um, outside of Los Angeles. Um, and a lot of the movie is, you know, Ryan Gosling's trying to hunt down, um, hunt down Harrison Ford's character. Um, and you kind of start realizing that there's a couple things where like they sign, try and tie it back to the, original um original blade runner bringing him in um but they uh you know they have some surprises with it they 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 do tie back to some of the characters um but again the visual style and the sets on this movie like as a futuristic movie it, it's wild how they make it you know we all know that it is a a movie set but there's a lot of practical effects that it's kind of like what nolan does in his movies where he doesn't like kind of like the rep like utilize special like special effects too much outside of like inception and even like oppenheimer it's when we know it's all practical that he what he did um but it just seems like everything in this seems so real and even the stuff that isn't real seems like it's not it's not special effects that it just seems practical um you know you have a really good deep story and you know, once Harrison Ford's not in the whole movie, he's only in it for maybe um, I'd say the second half of the movie. But after he's introduced, um, you know, the action picks up a little bit. Uh, just the new people in it. Uh, I know um, Ana de Armas is in this. Uh, Jared Leto, who plays I don't even call him a villain. I guess he is a villain, but he doesn't. Jared Leto doesn't have too much to do. He talks. He, he has my like he's the monologue man in this movie. He does not do mm -hmm. any. There's no action or anything. Um, there are some really really intense scenes that that don't really um, that uh, and kind of heartbreaking scenes. There's one scene where and I'm I'm trying to think of the actress who plays her. Who um, I think uh, is it uh, Mackenzie Davis? I think um, plays like a scientist who is in charge of building memories for replicants. Um, and she's in it a little, she's in a few, a few scenes, but I, I would recommend anyone who watches this movie when Ryan Gosling goes to meet her character. It is 
a scene that could like end up making you cry. It's a very heartbreaking scene. It's a very deep scene, but it's just, there's a lot of performances in that where I, it's, I would say a lot of people wouldn't agree with me. This is probably Ryan Gosling, one of his best roles because he doesn't show a lot of emotion in it, but when he does, like he really goes for it and it just seems real. Um, and you know, his, um, chemistry with the rest of the cast and, it's hard for these movies that are 30 years old to come back and, and, and these characters to come back. I mean, look at Harrison Ford. He's been doing it for the past 10 years coming to all his old movies. Um, I, I just feel like this is one that, you know, he, he kind of uh, like Indiana Jones, he does care for the, the, the source material and like the, and the, and the previous movie. And it just seems like he, he gave a lot with, with the role. And it, it's, it's a different tone than the first one. The first one's more of a noir I guess type yeah. type movie, but this is more this is more geared toward the science fiction elements. Um, but yeah, I, I was very hyped when this came out. I love the first one. Um, you know, it's a Denis movie. Who again, we'll talk. We talk about him all the time. He's probably up there as it will go down as probably one of the goat directors, um, at least of our time. The goat. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know we talked. We had it. We had an episode about this. We talked a lot of it like in depth, um, but yeah, I'll throw it over to Papa. What about you? I think we did this for Never Have I Ever. Yep. Yes, we did. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I did like it more than the original, and um, it's interesting because I forget what I scored it offhand. I want to say maybe like three and a half, maybe four stars, but um. I also think maybe I want to give it a year or two more and go back and revisit it because I've only seen the original Blade Runner twice. And the first time I saw it really didn't like it. Um, it just, it didn't gel. And it's like, I, I understand how influential it is, but the movie just wasn't for me. And then in preparation to watch 2049, I rewatched the first one and I kind of, started seeing it a little bit, you know, kind of vibing with it. Um, 2049, I think is going to grow on me also. Uh, so I think, I think I need to give it another watch at some point. I want to put a little time further out there, but, but yeah, it's really enjoyable. Um, you know, as far as, uh, sci-fi aesthetics go, both the original Blade Runner and 2049, just like outstanding, very, very unique designs. Um, great performance by Dave Batista, as you said, Ryan Gosling, really good. Uh, and Harrison Ford also, uh, good. Um, although he, you know, he, he kind of plays himself just being grumpy old man. Um, but, and yeah, Jared Leto, very, um, interesting character. Uh, yeah. It's tough to call him a villain per se, but like, you know, a, a monologuing, cool looking guy. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's in that category. His, so, his job is just a talk that that's, yeah. he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of interesting concepts for that alone. I could, I could see somebody putting it in here, but you know, the execution of the movie is, is really well done. And, uh, the movie itself really good too. So good pick Hair, What about you? Yeah, the uh, the Blade Runner universe is just something I've uh, not been able to grasp 100% to be all in on. Uh, I am a fan of both of these movies to a point, 
where I feel as though sometimes uh, they both lose me in different ways. Um, I will say, I think isn't Blade Runner twenty forty nine like almost three hours long? It's like it's it's yes. it creeps up there um, in run length. Um, so there's just an element to me with both of these movies, and I know I think there's like an animated film or maybe an animated short films that have come out. And like, I feel like there's all this cuts of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's all this lore for Blade Runner and I just don't get it. Um, Hmm. And yes, I, you know, the, the Harrison Ford element of it is, you know, I don't know, man. Sometimes I I think back and it's like, we got Indiana Jones episode seven of star Wars. And it's like in this, and it's like, did he really do anything? Um, To be honest, Uh, (laughs) you know, I don't know, Harrison, maybe you should have, you should have came back earlier or something. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Denny, I mean, this and Arrival are his two auditions to do the Dune universe. Um, You know, without these two movies, those two movies, I think uh, we don't have Dune. Um, And I think similar to Greg, I probably have to give these revisits um, just because I remember watching Blade Runner 2049 and IMAX. And I'm pretty sure I saw like a 10 o'clock ish show. And I just remember checking out at some point being like, this is kind of slow um that's rough and the, yeah. yeah and you know I, I don't know i gotta check it out again um not dissimilar i mean to aliens as well we talked a little bit about it but like just of the universe of the aliens universe and it's like so wait who are you what do you control what's the corporation um so yeah but yeah solid choice i know it's one of your faves and uh wouldn't deny it uh is a good movie but just not my cup of tea all right uh we are gonna move on to my next pick, which is my all time single favorite movie, uh, which is Ghostbusters 1984. Um, Sorry. Stop it. Directed by Ivan Reitman, RIP, uh, starring Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Raymond, comedic actors and um, intelligent actors. Man, this movie, so one of the reasons I love it is it it fits in so many genres. There is, you know, a a romance uh, subplot. There's fantasy elements to it. Obviously, the sci-fi, there's a little bit of horror. There's just a lot of different things, uh, and they all kind of gel together. And, man, the movie is so dang good. And I know, you know, Harry, you're not the biggest fan. Chris, I think you're kind of ambivalent towards it. But really, you know, the science fiction aspect is pretty cool because it, it blends with the supernatural. And, you know, where they kind of take a a fantastic thing and, you know, make it mundane where it's like, hey, we're an extermination service. <laughs> you know, we're going to bill you. And I love that that's the angle that they go in on it um and that you know they're they're initially anyway just looking at it as a way to get rich right they're getting kicked out of their their cushy jobs at the university where they got all this grant money and it's like oh now we have to produce results and what are we gonna do well let's take the stuff we kind of came up with and you know make something of it um, but really at the heart of all this is just the fantastic dialogue and interplay between all of the characters. Um, you know, Bill Murray, I know he's got as many detractors as he has fans uh, for his real life um, persona. But uh, I mean, he's just he, he's incredible in this role as as Peter Venkman. And um, 
he definitely he definitely has a vibe and a way about him that I don't think anybody else could have pulled off. It's just it's such a unique take, and uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd uh, really, um, really just rounding out the uh, the cast and uh, man and Ernie Hudson too. I can't forget about him. Fantastic and Annie Potts. Um, so I just I really love this movie. I love that they uh again that they they combine supernatural and science and kind of put those two worlds together and I love that they are um they're the ones that you're going to call. <laughs> uh Hans, what do you think about the OG Ghostbusters? I I don't hate it. I I so I, and I don't want to. I, I don't definitely don't want to like hurt your feelings when I say this. Like in my opinion, like I think I think the Ghostbusters. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't want to say overrate it for me, but I do. I, I do appreciate that a lot of people and and I do respect it being your favorite movie because that's a lot of people's favorite movies. A lot of people love this world. I don't hate the Ghostbusters. I actually enjoy. I know a lot of people like the crap on Ghostbusters too. I, I actually do like it, and it's it's a pretty it's, me too. They're both funny movies. Uh, you got Rick Moranis too, who uh, you know. I, yeah. I, oh yeah. I forgot about him. Um. Yeah. He's originally great. supposed to be played by John Candy, by the way. No, it, w- it wouldn't work with John. No, I, I think Rick Agreed. Moranis needs it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just replace one Canadian with another. It just needs <laughs> Rick Moranis is the perfect one for that. Um. I, I just there's something about it where. I don't know if I, I've seen Ghostbusters a lot and I just feel like to me, a lot of the stuff, like I didn't even like, I don't even look at it where with their characters where, yeah, they're doing it financially for like financial gain. I really never paid attention to that aspect of it until you kind of just pointed it out where it's like, you know, I thought they were just kind of doing like superheroes where they're doing it for the greater good and no, they're doing cause they, they yeah. need to make, they need to make money. Um, yeah. even when I watch it now, I, there was a gap where I didn't watch it. And it, like, I, I'd say maybe 10, 15 years where I went back and watched the original. This is a movie where there's a lot of, there's a lot of undertones, like adult undertones that you don't necessarily recognize when you watch it as a younger, a, a, a younger viewer. But when you go back and watch it as an adult, you pick things up and that's most movies that come out in the eighties or nineties that I watch now that I pick up and I, I think, oh yeah, probably was a little too young for those kind of jokes. Um, but I, I think the ca- they the cast on this they are extreme. Like the chemistry between all of them is perfect. Uh, they you could tell they had a lot of fun shooting a lot of these like uh, shooting these movies. Um, it's a shame, you know, we're not going to see Howard Ramis anymore. We're not going to see. Oh, I guess we'll maybe we'll see the OG ones before. I know Dan Aykroyd went a little nuts. So. Um, with his alien stuff, but he might be right. Apparently um, with all the news coming out. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, I, I didn't see the new ghostbusters. that just came out. Um, and like I said, I do like ghostbusters too. Um, but yeah, I, I think this was a one I compared to the Ninja turtles where the Ninja Turtles started out as, as cartoons, but it just, it introduced the world to a pro like an IP that like just took off. And everyone loved it. Like I even, not even being a fan of movies, I had the Ghostbuster, the the house, the firehouse toy. My brothers had it. I had all the car, like the the station wagon and all that. So, yeah, you can't you, you can't deny the the cultural impact it had on like pop culture. So I I, I completely respect this being and and have nothing against people saying like this is their favorite movie because I, I I I do agree with people who 
could see that. I just, I mean, me, I think I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to say overrate it. I just don't enjoy it as, as other people of our time do. It's okay. Nobody's perfect. I know. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> well, yes, don't worry. The- I probably, one I'm going to talk about in a minute, you're probably going to, you're going to talk, you're going to have some <laughs> thoughts about, so. Speaking about uh, nobody being perfect, uh, that's me. Uh, I don't really care for the Ghostbusters. Um, the movies are fun, uh, but I I could, I don't know. I don't really have uh, too much to say. I know Greg speaks so glowingly about them that it upsets me when I have to uh, be negative about them, uh, and especially with the, uh, as Hans mentioned, the most recent one. Uh, my hot take, uh, don't bring back the original actors. Uh, it was a real big cop out. I know it was an emotional moment, uh, for Greg, you know, and I, I get that. Um, but man, was that, uh, not great, uh, had parts that were good, especially I'd say the, the earlier parts, but, uh, yeah, the, the first one, um, you know, if if you're doing a history of movies, I, I would suggest throwing Ghostbusters in there. Um, because I do think it has a lot of value for people. It's just, Again, not one that's not my cup of tea. So uh, happy it made your list, Greg. Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty chalk pick as far as we're talking about classic sci-fi features. Uh, it just it won't be anywhere near my list. So. Uh, speaking of, what do you got next for us, Hairbone? Yeah, so uh, next movie on my list uh, was another uh, honorable mention. So I'm two for two in honorable mentions from you guys. And that's going to be Arrival. Uh, if you want to check out Arrival, you can find it on Paramount Plus or Netflix. Uh, directed by our guy Denny, came out in 2016, starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Uh, this was nominated for eight Oscars. Um, one notable uh, thing about uh, the Oscars for this year was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Screenplay, uh, Best Achievement in Cinematography uh, by Bradford Young, uh, who became the first African-American to be nominated in this category, uh, was also nominated for Film Editing, uh, Achievement in Sound Mixing, uh, production design and it won for sound editing. So before they put mixing and editing together, uh, arrival took one of these. Uh, I remember, I think this one, I, I was, I was happy that it got so much love because when I first saw this movie, I, I thought this movie was incredible. Um, that's not to say that I, I don't feel that way anymore. It's just, I haven't revisited the movie since, um, sometimes I get this way with movies. I, while I've always never been a big rewatcher, sometimes I do like to take two or three watches to see how I'm feeling about a film um, or to see if I feel the same way. I felt one example that I absolutely loved recently was Top Gun Maverick. Um, you know, Chris talked a little bit about the plot earlier, um, but Amy Adams plays a linguist who works with the military to communicate with an alien life form after 12 mysterious spacecrafts appear around the world. Uh, now, part of me also, I, I think, naively feels, hey, if we had aliens arrive like this, this is how we would handle it. Um, we wouldn't just start blowing up ships and doing all this stuff and, you know, going to war. Um, so but yeah, uh, I uh, this this is a quiet movie. Um, it's only two hours, which uh, which I find to be pretty shocking, uh, considering how movies are nowadays. Um in regards to it, I would, I would highly recommend this one. Um, I feel like, I feel like we talk about Denny every week, uh, at this point. Um, Johan Johansson did the score for this. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, besides, besides Nolan, Denny's, Denny's probably the best out there doing it right now. Um, and I would highly suggest, uh, checking this film out. I know you guys gave your thoughts, but 
any any additional uh oh one note i wanted to make about this movie is that i know they they came up with their own uh alien language for this film uh denny and the screenwriter eric uh hessier um so but anything you guys wanted to add in regards to this uh, i know we touched a lot about uh, arrival already um yeah just for me uh i really like again the angle that they took which is primarily linguistics and trying to communicate yeah. uh with the aliens and also um you know kind of making it a circular story uh in terms of i guess family um mm-hmm. so really really interesting stuff there and uh yeah definitely go out of your way to check out arrival if you haven't seen it yet yeah i spoke my piece on arrival so um yeah i i say go check it out <laughs> well That's said well, yeah. glowing right. review yeah. I, yeah, I don't well, i don't know i just talked about it a little bit ago and i i you know i I'm kidding. i agree I'm with, with i agree yeah. with all the points that you said when you said you agree with me Oh, look at us agreeing. All right. What do you got for us, Hans? All right. I'm going to go out. Uh, I know I, at least this is the Where only one I have that's not shared. Um, goodbye, everyone. Um, that's not shared by uh, another member of the show. Oh, uh, this is I'm just going to throw this out there. This is my <laughs> favorite, favorite, favorite science fiction movie. This is in my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I brought another prop like I normally do. Uh, it's called the science of interstellar. Sorry for all you people that cannot see and listen. Um, Jeez. the all movie is, where was this when we I were know. on YouTube? His favorite like, movie I, is Megamind. Was... mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I kept, I, well, actually I was looking for the, the alien DVD and I saw, I found that book. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, in, you know, I, as I mentioned, interstellar, uh, Christopher Nolan's, uh, epic masterpiece from 2014, which is crazy that it came out nine years ago. Um, this is, uh, I guess s- s- not similar to the plot of Sunshine, but I guess the basic plot of Earth is dying. They are going through wherever all the crops are drying up and resources are, are pretty much to the point where we need to find a new place to live. Um, and scientists have a Na- the NASA found a black hole that could lead to a galaxy where that could sustain human life. Uh, enter Matthew McConaughey who is in charge to fly the ship as a NASA, as an astronaut, um, as an astronaut pilot to take um, a few people, a few scientists to test three planets on whether or not they could um, sustain this life through the, uh, through the black hole. Gargantuan is the name of the black hole. Um, this movie is, uh, let's see who's in it. Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Michael Caine, um casey affleck jessica chastain there's a lot of people that show up in this movie um spoiler alert everyone and three two one matt damon shows up about a third through the movie um and it is uh greg have you seen this movie yeah okay good sorry i should have mentioned that on the spoiler before i said spoiler i apologize um yeah matt damon shows up in this movie um but uh yes this uh, full disclaimer, when I first saw this movie, I wasn't the hugest fan. Um, I, I kind of was, I was blown away visual, visually by this movie. And I was, I thought it was, you know, something I feel like I haven't really seen before. Um, I read this, this fancy book that I got the the science of interstellar. And I said, I'm going to give this one more shot. 
Um, I watched this movie with an IMAX or whatever premium format it was in at the time. Um, this is this is my I watch Interstellar multiple times a year. Um, I watch it a lot. Uh, I read this book multiple times. I could probably study quantum physics if I wanted to. Whoa! Uh, that I've read it. I've read it so much. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing at, at my job now, or I could be a, a scientist. Um, Hands, but, that's not Interstellar. You're watching multiple times a year. That's Good Burger. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew I, I. Matthew McConaughey didn't show up once. <laughs> Darn it! I hate so, it. So wait. So you tell me. You tell me that Interstellar two coming out is not. Is not. That's really Good Burger two. <laughs> Correct. I hate it here. <laughs> But, but great news, the OG cast are back. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, that that should have been on my news. Good Burger Two is coming out with the original <laughs> cast. Surprise. Um, yeah. So uh, a couple things about this movie. Um, again, I'll go with the visuals. Uh, you know, Nolan didn't could not use practical effects for this because uh, we don't have the act. We cannot do inter- interstellar travel yet to other galaxies. What a what so a he had to just throw a guy into a black he, hole. He Great. had to rely on some um, <laughs> some form of special effects to make this movie. Here's a GoPro. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I get I all the criticism that, about him now. I get it. They do go to a, they do go to a water planet that is not really on a water planet. It's just the ocean that they film it in. So uh, fun fact. Um, Movie magic. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, you know, a lot of uh, – and what makes this movie, you know, uh, another like another thing with the interesting about this is the, with the black hole when they go into the black hole, um, you know, because of gravity and everything that, that takes place in this other galaxy, um, time is different. So while they're in this other black hole, it could be for five, six days – on Earth, sixty years have passed. So, um, you know, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's character is basically watching his kids grow through video messages to go from a ten-year-old girl, like his daughter goes from a ten-year-old girl to being in her thirties and forties. Um, and for him, it's only been—I mean, I think like maybe a couple, a couple weeks after he goes into like some sleep and everything. But it really just seems like only a short time has passed. Um, but you know, it starts to they start getting some challenges because they don't have enough resources to go to all three planets. So they got to figure out, you know, one hour of their time could end up being the end of earth. Um, the soundtrack on this Hans Zimmer is incredible. Um, I listened, that is my calm down music. Um, whenever, you know, I feel like, you know, I kind of need a, a, a de-stressor. Um, this is a, I, this is probably my favorite Hans Zimmer score. Um, I just, everything, I, I always joke about Nolan and, 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 you know, I've said it before that I just like the bus chops. Um, this is, I think in my opinion, his best movie, um, with Oppenheimer being second. Um, but I, I, this, there, there, I don't know. I can't explain what this kind of, this movie means to me because I, I, I don't know, but there's some of the scenes in it are very, that like there's a docking scene where they have to dock with um dock with uh I guess their one part of their uh, another spaceship which is very intense. It's very even though you know what's going to happen, it's one of those like aren't you grip the armchair. Um, I it just it's a it's a perfect movie to me. After and it took me two tries to watch it. That's why you know I I, I always will recommend if you watch a movie and you don't like it the first time. This is a perfect example of you know find a movie if you, like if you don't like Good Burger. Find a book saying the science of Good Burger. Second time you watch it, it's perfect. You're gonna love it. Um, 
but yeah, I um, I, I just I yeah, I don't I, I I wish I could start an interstellar podcast with all all the knowledge that I've gained from from this book and you know talk quantum physics with y'all. But uh, you know, I don't think that's what our listeners want. If it is, then let me know. But uh, I I, I want to go. I don't I I know one of your opinion on this because we've talked about it before. So I'm not going to go with the Debbie Downer yet. Um, Har, what are your thoughts on this? See, when I was thinking about Oppenheimer uh, and going to see it recently, I thought a lot about the Nolan. Let's not stand on formalities. It's it's Oppie. Yeah, Oppie. Oppie. Sorry, Oppie. my man Oppie. <laughs> Uh, I was very much considering my thoughts about the Nolan universe and, you know, I, I would consider a, I would consider Oppenheimer to almost be a perfect Nolan movie, um, in two aspects of it is the fact that, uh, Nolan doesn't have to do all the writing for the movie. There's a source text to it. Um, I mean, similar to the Dark Knight and the Batman movies, like he has help, you know, he has, you know, all the comics and everything of that nature. With Interstellar, I, I do thoroughly remember enjoying this in theaters. I just don't remember loving it. And I don't know if that was me on Crazy Pills because I I would consider this to be an achievement uh, of his. Um, for me, I have such, I'm such a defender of his that it's hard for me to, Find mistakes, but I, I think I remember ranking this like three and a half out of five stars. Um, and I don't think I've re I don't think I've revisited since I've seen it in theaters. Um, and that's probably part of the problem. So I'm very excited to revisit this at some point, uh, especially if you're glowing the review hands. Uh, it's a movie. Excuse me. It's a movie that uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, a fantastic score. Um, amazing visuals in the film. You know, I know there's the one scene. I don't remember. It's right after they get out of the black hole, but the ship's kind of just sitting in space and there's that silence. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it really grabs you. And, uh, I think the score does a wonderful job of carrying you through that movie. Um, and like I said, I mean, besides Denny, Nolan is, is the goat. So, uh, I'll throw it to, uh, as, as Chris called it, Debbie Downer, Greg, to get his thoughts. I'm not a Debbie Downer about it. I just said <laughs> previously what I said was I think it's overrated. Um, right, that's fair. I did, I did just call your favorite movie overrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just going to say, just like you think Ghostbusters <laughs> is overrated, I think this is overrated. <laughs> that said, I did only watch this once. It was a few years back. Um, not as far back as when it was out theatrically, but it's been a, a little while. Um, so maybe it's due for a revisit and uh and a a new look on it. But um yeah, I don't know. I just it it wasn't top tier Nolan for me at the time when I watched it. Um I I can't dispute the effects stuff. I mean, that was phenomenal. Cinematography looked gorgeous. Um Zimmer, sure, he pumps out bangers on the reg. But uh but yeah, the movie just I don't know, story wise it didn't do much for me, but let me give it another shot, and we'll see where I stand. Would Would either of you like to borrow the book? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to pass on that, but um, okay. I'll let you. I'll read let your boy for at, that good burger nighttime. book, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I tried. Uh, okay, so I am gonna go next, and my next pick is Star Wars or Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, whichever you prefer, uh, from 1977. 
directed by George Lucas, starring Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Alec Guinness, uh, James Earl Jones, of course. Um, man, where do you even go with this? It's it's Star Wars, baby. This is the one that kicks it all off. And I, as much as I wanted to kind of stay away from including a Star Wars film because it really is its very own thing. It just didn't seem right to me to have a Fave 5 sci-fi list and not have Star Wars in there. So uh, here we are. But I went with the uh, the first Star Wars film, Episode 4, because it really... You know, kind of. I'm I'm very much about those magical movie feelings. If you can't tell from a lot of that in Episode Four, it's it's very much kind of fantasy, and there's some action and adventure, some swashbuckling. Um, you know, you've got the the story of uh, a boy who wants to be more and and go off and do great things. Um, the princess that needs saving, the the dashing rogue. So all of this stuff combined is just, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, watching this, I don't even remember the first time I watched it, but I know that I love it so very much. And it just, even watching it now takes me to a special place and it really still blows my mind that I can have these feelings for Star Wars over and over again. And, um, I was kind of talking with Hare about this the other day in that I feel like Star Wars as a franchise, it kind of feels too big at times. Like things have expanded so far beyond not only the original trilogy, but just this original movie. Uh, Because this movie was, by all accounts, not going to be a success. Nobody expected it to be anyway. Um, They just sci-fi was not a thing that was known to be popular or um, profitable until this movie. This movie changed the game. Uh, Prior to that, it was all stuff like Forbidden Planet or 10 million BC, whatever. Um, But yeah, even though I feel like the franchise has gotten too big, I can still go back to my happy place and forget about all of that extraneous material, all the stuff that has come and gone in the 40, 50 years since this was released and take it back to that warm core of just sentimentality and really being in a uh, a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, you know? Um, so absolutely love this movie sci-fi. Um, yeah, it's, it's got all of it. It's got a, uh, a used up and, and lived in universe. You feel like this stuff has been around a while. It's not everything being shiny and, and gleamy and, uh, hokey. Um, it very much feels like a universe that has been around for a while. Uh, love it, boys. Thoughts on episode four? Yeah, I, I and I thought about this last night. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go into Ahsoka or anything. But one thing I thought about is, is, is to your point of this started as a single movie, and I don't know what Lucas is. I, I don't know if, if Lucas really knew that he was going to make an Empire Strikes Back, or he was going basically by 
the success of it of original Star Wars because you can end you can end a New Hope where it is and it would still be a a, a yeah. perfect movie um, and it would still be a complete story. Um, but I think to where they got from then to in, in the almost fifty years that's been around to now where we're at with Ahsoka, there's an unending like it just it's there's there is it's a very large world that it built and it came and it all started with a new hope um a new hope i I, it's not my favorite of the star wars movies but i i as a a giant star wars fan um i acknowledge its importance to what it did not just for for me as a fan of starting it all off but but the the genre in general i mean before that they just had we you really just had star trek you don't really have too many of these space shows and or movies or anything and look what happened by the way sorry to interject but by the way not only did star trek the motion picture get greenlit because of the success of star wars like the show had been around but the movie did not exist but also alien which was released by fox got greenlit again based on success of star wars so yeah and and it's it it basically i i think this is in 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 terms of movies i don't I you know I wasn't around prior to 1985 seeing movies. I mean, the first movie I probably saw was 1990. I I can't imagine that like if you went to the movies like since if you're a child and you go to the movies in like the 40s to see something of how movies have evolved to what Star Wars was, that had to be something that like you you've you have never seen that before on a big screen. And it changed it changed how movies were were released and like what what the what audiences wanted and that opened up the science fiction world uh to any kind of possibilities like what you like what you just mentioned um yeah i i i completely agree uh the only reason i didn't put it on here is just because i kind of want to stay away from like kind of franchises like that that star wars world because i can't i can't put it it got to the point where i can't really pick a favorite and and put it under science fiction but I mean, A New Hope started probably the the biggest franchise in the entire world in movie history, maybe outside of probably like Morbius. Mm. Fair point. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, great point. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I had a big news thing, and I'll talk about. I, I, I'll you know, the El Morito got canceled. Uh, end of news. End of news. Yeah. Um, Howard, what do you think about A New Hope? Um. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Hans, because I feel like the further we get uh, from the original Star Wars, the more it makes me value the original trilogy or the original ideas. I mean, I even say that about the uh, the prequel trilogy uh, that we got in the late 90s, to early 2000s uh, in regards to it. But yeah, this is a great choice. I, I like Chris, had trouble... Uh, and my next pick will be really funny considering uh, considering how many movies we're going to get from this one um, of just picking like I feel like Star Wars is Star Wars like it almost uh, it, it it's it almost bl- like a genre unto itself yeah yeah it almost yeah it almost blasts through the genre and it's created such a world and a universe that uh, we're polluting it now um, and listen I'm sure everyone's going to be hot off of Ahsoka that's that's airing now hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about it uh, but you know, one, one right doesn't create uh, a mile long of wrongs, uh, in the last few years, in my opinion. So I think they need to continue to, to prove things. Um, I will say also the games, the games are a great start as well, but, um, I, I die, I digress. 
yeah, this this one is just your your classic hero villain tale. Uh, it's a perfect pick for a fave five. Um, you know, this one could be on TV, could be thrown on, and I'm immediately sitting down and, and jumping right back into the adventures uh, of the of the Skywalker saga. Uh, so yeah, beautiful movie, great choice. Uh, unlike some of your other previous choices that involve ghosts and busting, but yeah, hundred percent agree with this one. Thanks. Uh, all right, what do you have next, Harry? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I mean, uh, you know, one of my my next pick is uh, Avatar uh, from 2009 from James Cameron. Uh, Cameron, <laughs> Cameron, Cameron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, let's let's throw some uh, early 2000s beats in there. Uh, you can find this on Disney Plus currently, starring Sam Worthington, uh, Zoe Zaldana. Um, this was nominated for nine Oscars. It won for cinematography, um, visual effects, and art direction um in regards to that uh so um yeah this this really this movie really benefited uh at the oscars uh from the dark knight um when we only had five nominees and the dark knight wasn't one of them um but this movie was an achievement upon itself you could make the case that this is maybe more of a fantasy movie than a sci-fi movie which i'm not going to argue with you um but if you don't know the story of avatar i mean we discussed avatar 2 on our uh pod uh, but a para, paraplegic marine dispatched to the moon of Pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. Um, Sigourney Weaver's also in this, Michelle Rodriguez, Stephen Lang. This is Pandora. Um, great performances all around, great visual effects. This is what we like in the industry, like to call it game changer as far as, um, you know, visuals. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, a one for visual effects, if this didn't win for visual effects, there was some crimes that, uh, that might've happened, uh, for that to happen, but just a beautifully fun movie. You know, you could, I've always heard the arguments. The story is blah. I'm sure we've talked about it on here multiple times. Uh, I have such a love for avatar, the score, uh, we got the avatar ride in Disney world, which I, I get emotional during, um, I just, uh, I love Avatar. Uh, the second one, listen, uh, we're going to get multiple of these. We'll see. We'll see how they hold up. But I'll always have love, I think, for the first one, just the way I felt about it. Uh, the visual, the world creation, uh, everything just uh, was incredible with it and left you feeling the theater like, wow, that was, that was amazing. So uh, I'll toss it over to... Uh, a fellow Navi in in brother in arms uh, hands. Uh, I know uh, your feelings on Avatar, but if you wanted to share anything, all right. So just like Star Wars, I I wanted to. I we talked about yeah, uh, Avatar ad nauseum, um, especially with the the sequel. We those you know listen go back to our our episode about the way of water. Um, I completely agree. Anyone who 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 has a problem with the story, like then stop watching Marvel movies. Stop watching anything. So don't watch. Like it's it doesn't matter. Stories copy off each other. Deal with it. Um. It, oh, Ferngully or whatever in space. Like shut up. Um. It's it's a great movie. Um. Good pick. Uh. This this was another one that like speaking of Star Wars. In terms of the technical aspect, this revolutionized a lot of the way like movies were made. The special effects in this movie, like you can't, you can't match them. They still hold up, um, and it just it's 
It is a, this was something that it is a reason I, that it, it still is, or mm. is the highest grossing movie of all time or Avid, did the way of water take it? I, I don't know. It's in the top like five or top three of highest grossing movies of all time. Barbie, they keep, Barbie might overtake it at some point if it keeps going. I know, right? Um, well, they keep re-releasing Avatar like every 38 days. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I, this was something that I, I saw this movie in theater like six times on, in IMAX. Um, I, I completely agree with it. I, I was, after I saw your list, I was thinking of doing some editing, but I'm glad that we got, at least got a chance to talk about it. Um, I, I, I have nothing but love for Avatar and, and not putting it on my honorable mentions or my final list. Um, I apologize, James Cameron and, and everyone involved, but, um, you know, maybe four, maybe Avatar three, four, five, six, or seven might end up on my list by the time uh, all said and done. Um, yeah. Everything, everything, Avatar. Uh, I want more. Uh, I, I, I want to see more. So you know, just gotta wait. Hopefully, hopefully next year. Hopefully, the strike doesn't push <laughs> anything back. We'll see. We're not getting Avatar till twenty thirty again. Yeah, yay, Papa. Yeah, I mean, dude, what can I say? James Cameron and sci-fi. You know, we talked about. One of his big ones with uh, aliens, you know, there might be some other stuff we talk about. We mentioned Abyss, <laughs> Avatar, Titanic, you know, all the sci-fi hits. Should have called um, this the James Cameron list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could have. Kidding, kidding about Titanic, by the way. None of you jerks stopped me. Um, but yeah, no, Avatar is fantastic. Hands, I think that's a perfect analogy uh, with comparing it to Star Wars, both of them being quantum leaps in uh in technological achievement um absolutely bleeding edge stuff um from james cameron and uh yeah i mean hey screw the haters like it's the the movie is fantastic story is great um it's just man it's just a fantastic movie so i've got nothing but love for avatar way of water fell a little bit more flat for me but uh but the first one just out of this world literally um so i think this is a excellent choice all right who's next hands what do you got me all right um the last well all right i have two more um uh next one i have is uh 1985 i know this is on another of our lists another shared it's another person back to the future uh directed by robert zemeckis michael j fox christopher lloyd star uh, Leia Thompson and uh, I forget the guy who plays Biff. What Patrick Wilson? I believe that's his name. I... Yes. Yep. Patrick Wilson. No wait. Um, no, wait, wait the wait, other wait, wait. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> no. Ah. Sorry. Sorry, guy. Um. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Keep uh, going. Sorry, Biff. Um. Again, we're talking about we're, we're we have uh, I think another movie. Tom we're talk Wilson. About. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tom yeah, Wilson. Tom Wilson. Patrick's brother. And he forgot Crispin Glover. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, he only did one movie out of the three. Um, but yeah, he is in this one um, of Willard fame. Um, yeah, so I, we're, the last couple of movies you talked about kind of like changed the game um, for for movies like Star Wars, Avatar. This was another one. You know, it came out in the mid eighties. Um, you know, I, I feel like time travel wasn't really a a concept that was introduced a lot in movies where they they played around with the being a like you know going back and and being able to change the past and all that stuff. Um, you know, I know there might've been a few that came before this, but I, I think, uh, I think back to the future was the movie that was like, all right, 
Well, we can, you know, we can start making uh, like seven other franchises that involve time travel. Um, so we're just going to stick with that. Special effects in this movie are great. Um, the story in it is is great, although a little creepy once you get into the aspect of his mother trying to fall in love with him. Um, you know, a little weird, but, you know, ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> and, it was the uh, 80s. It was, well, it was the, uh, technically it was the 50s. Um, so I guess that was normal back then. Um, so... You know, it's uh, everyone knows the story of this. You don't really need to go into, you know, Marty McFly gets stuck in 1955 and has to figure out a way back to the future. A mad scientist, uh, some would call him, um, creates a flux capacitor that can access time travel. Um, yeah, this is, I, I mean, in terms of movies, Robert Zemeckis is probably my favorite of his, probably his best movie. Um, it spawned two sequels, um, and hopefully it sticks with that. As Bob Zemeckis said, as long as he's alive, we will not get a remake or a sequel. Uh, we, a Broadway musical, I guess he was okay with, so I'm fine with that. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was this put Michael J. Fox's name outside of Family Ties, and Teen Wolf came out before this or after? I think one year after. One year after, so I think Michael yeah. made Michael J. Fox a household name, even though he wasn't the first choice for the role. Um, and you know, Christopher Lloyd, he was around for a while. Um, but this is this is a this is a 80s version of Rick and Morty. Like the Rick and Morty, I think, got the concept from from this of just like a you know, they did, a teenager they did, hanging they out with, it. with yeah. a with a, a crazy old man. Um, you know, it, it's I, I've, I've been on record saying that I love Back to the Future 3 when everyone else really doesn't. Um, but I, I just, I still, I've seen Back to the Future a lot. Um, it's still, they play marathons of it all the time. I still get, get like nervous and like stressed in the last scene where Marty has to get to, when he's speeding to catch the lightning when it hits the clock tower. I think that that whole climax of that movie and that whole lead up is perfect. And I know exactly what's going to happen. I know in, in what order and what, at what time and all that. I still get stressed because it just, it, it, the, the tenseness of that and, and just the stakes of it are just, are just wild because you know, you're never going to have that. He's never going to have that opportunity again. And you're like, Oh, he might not make it. He might not make it. And you're like, nah, I've seen this like two days ago. He, he's going to make it. Um, but yeah, then we, you know, we get the couple sequels that come after it. Um, yeah, I, I, this is, not only because it came out in 1985, which was when I was born, which was nice. Um, it just, it, it kind of just changed. It changed. It introduced another genre to science fiction of not introduced, but basically changed the game of how it's going to be in movies with time travel, um, which some of those are my favorite movies. So yeah. Um, Papa, you have it on your list. I what do. do. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so Back to the Future, one of my all-time favorite movies, period. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely a fave five for sci-fi. Um, so this came out a year after I was born, but honestly, I I couldn't tell you the first time I watched it, but it had to be when I was young. I just uh, I remember this being in constant play um, in my family as like, hey this movie is great and totally agree. Um, and I think it hits pretty hard or not hard, but like, you know, it just, it really hits for me because even though I, I was born only a year before this, I mean, I, I grew up somewhat in the eighties as a, as a kid. So like, you know, being familiar with, um, the setting, 
so to speak. And then my dad um, was born in the 50s. So seeing uh, the 50s play out and what things were like back then. Um, I mean, he was born in, in 1950. So uh, right at the beginning of the decade. So it's very it's very much a peek into, I guess, the eras that both me and my dad were from. And I love to revisit those. Um, the story, wonderful. There is no villain. It's just, I mean, I guess you could count Biff as a villain, but he's not, it's not like in the sequels where he's an actual villain. It's more like, ah, eh, he's just, this knucklehead off to the side. He's not the one that bully. causes. Yeah, he's a bully. He, but he's not. He's not the one that causes any trouble or anything. It's just right. um, kind of Marty escaping into the past because of terrorists. If anything, it's the <laughs> Libyan terrorists that are the villains. Exactly. Uh, and then you know Marty uh, trying to find the Doc of the past and help him get back to the present. Uh, and along the way. Try not to accidentally erase his existence. Um, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful love story there with uh, uh, George and uh, Lorraine. Uh, what's her name? Huh? Lorraine. Lorraine. Yeah, Lorraine Biff, Baines. Biff, you get your <laughs> damn hands off her. <laughs> That's a really good Crispin Glover impression. Um, yeah, it's just, I, man, it, this is another one where it gets me. <laughs> right in the feels and again maybe it's my connection to those decades but um but i whenever i watch this it takes me to like a warm happy place um you know i still get emotional at at the end of earth angel and the the score kicks in off the end of the sound um i'm still that that meme of uh leo dicaprio from once upon a time in hollywood pointing at the tv screen whenever uh Whenever we hear Marvin Berry say, hey, Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. Your you cousin, listen to that new Sam? It's your cousin Marvin, <laughs> Marvin Berry? <laughs> um, I am right there with Leo DiCaprio, Siggy in hand, pointing at the uh, yeah. <laughs> the screen. Um, no, but yeah, it's just, it, it's such a, a great movie. And, uh, you know, it's got, it's got just this charm to it. And um you know all these fresh-faced young uh young actors and actresses with the exception of Christopher Lloyd who plays crazy brilliantly um just absolutely love it and by the way the makeup effects of uh, you know the the aged George and Lorraine McFly uh still kind of hold up uh likewise makeup effects of the aged Doc Brown uh still kind of hold up uh, you know as we get into the eras of like 4k and 8k and high def and stuff like that. You can start to see a little bit around where it was painted on, but in general, the application just, it looks, it still looks good. So um, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing but love for back to the future, which is also why it's on my list, but uh, Harrod didn't show up on yours. What do you feel about BTTF? Yeah. Um, just not a, not a series for me. Um, I would say the nostalgia that you guys talk about with it is just something that, uh, is missing for me. You know, while we've been talking through these lists and as we, as we go on through our lives together, Papa, I, I start to realize that you're a real sucker for this stuff, like the ET, you know, the Spielberg mm. nature of it. And I kind of frown upon it and I say, give me, 
give me the guy with the gun trying to solve a mystery um as just what what i want to what i want to curl up and and enjoy uh a movie of uh so for for me it's and speaking of box sets i was given a box set uh because somebody upgraded theirs um one one papa spice so uh, <laughs> i do have plans to watch it i think this could be movies for a fun, all <laughs> a fun one with the wife as well uh she'll probably get into her michael j fox bag maybe for a hot minute too um <laughs> But, Doc Hollywood. Doc Hollywood is a good one. Just but yeah, a suggestion. I mean, I couldn't. You guys are quoting the movie. I couldn't tell you one line of what scene that's from. Uh, so, uh, a, a franchise I am I am not very familiar with. Um, and for you, Greg, I will I will plan to visit one day. But uh, you know, it's just this is where we're on the opposite sides of the fence, Papa. Me and you. It's all good, man. But at least tell me you're bumping. Huey Lewis and the news power of love, because that is a tremendous song. Yeah. Listen, Huey Lewis <laughs> and the news. I'm in. <laughs> no, just, just the news. I'm not, I'm more, I'm more of the news. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, You know me. Yeah, oh, just Lewis. Huey. I'm, nah, never mind. Uh, no, no. He doesn't have Hands the news the with news. him. I'm out. Hands in the news. You should, you should get copper. You should for the news, new news segment. You need to get a, uh, Huey <laughs> true. Hands in the news. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Hands, you and I share one pick left. Harry, you've got uh, two picks left. Two? Let's, um, yeah, well, you know, maybe there's a shared one in there too. Uh, so, what do you have next? Uh, so, the next one I have is uh, 1995's uh, film, uh, The Great uh, 12 Monkey. Uh, this is on, this is on stars if you got stars at home, uh, or you could rent this. Uh, it's uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. Uh, one thing about this movie is it is very much a Terry Gilliam movie. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to speak too much about Terry Gilliam's film history, but he directed Brazil and Time Bandits, uh, The Fisher King, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, so if you've seen any of those, you know he has a kind of a zany style. Um, and that's exactly kind of what this movie is. Uh, this movie uh, stars Bruce Willis. Uh, it also has Madeline Stowe. Uh, as well in this feature, and a uh, a young Brad Pitt um, playing kind of a supporting actor in this as well. Um, and uh, yeah, this movie. Uh, let me give you let me give you a little bit of description for for the homies at home who are unfamiliar. Uh, actually, I, I forgot to mention Brad Pitt nominated for uh, Oscar uh, for this film. I, I think he's great in it um, as well. Uh, but this is a uh, in a future world devastated by disease. Uh, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. Um, this, I remember, became a little bit more timely after uh, COVID, um, or at least in those discussions along with Contagion. Um, this movie is, uh, like I said, it's it's very zany. Uh, it treats the time travel very interestingly uh, because of the way the world is. Um, it, it has a very charismatic performance by Brad Pitt. Uh, Bruce Willis's character also, because he's sent back from the, the future. Um, I believe he was, his character was only a child, uh, back in, like, he doesn't really, he kind of remembers the old world a little bit. Um, and he ends up running into this scientist or uh person, uh, played by Madeline Stowe. 
Um, the movie is uh, it, it kind of has a lot of mystery element, mystery elements, and it's a little bit of a thriller. Uh, would highly suggest this. Uh, it was also made in, I think, into a TV show. Got to be honest, never watched it. Um, I always get a little nervous with those things, and I didn't see anyone coming out being like Twelve Monkeys. The TV show is the Bee's Knees, so uh, I passed on it. Uh, sorry, everyone. Um, but yeah, this movie, uh, like I said, has a lot of mystery and intrigue. Keeps you kind of on your toes as to trying to figure out what happened and how uh, we can kind of cure this again. Uh, you know, but yeah, Terry and Gilliam, Gilliam movie through and through. And uh, if you've seen it. You know what I mean by that? It's a it's very very zany and wacky. So, uh, have either one of you guys uh, seen Twelve Monkeys? I feel like um, maybe Greg, you have. I haven't actually. And wow. This was okay. One was so always... Neither one of you guys have seen this. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. No. Uh, um, I I and just really quick. Uh, my quick note on this is when Twelve Monkeys and when I read the description of it when you explained it, I thought it was the movie Outbreak because that's literally the plot mm. of the movie Outbreak. Yeah. Of yeah. When fair a monkey enough. starts fair the, a disease, so that's why I thought uh, it's not. So I have not seen it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Like I said, leans a little bit into kind of the mystery. Um, there's a great score in it. Um, I looked up the composer. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but, uh, he, uh, it kind of has this little beat to it that kind of keeps you going through the movie. Uh, that's, that's a little zany out there. Um, yeah, love, love 12 monkeys. Highly, highly suggest. I think Greg, you would like it too. um, to throw that out there. Cause I know, you know, I'm always on the fence with you. Um, yeah. So 12 monkeys is interesting because this is one I've, kind of going back and forth with where it's like the concept sounds very intriguing to me, but Terry Gilliam is very hit or miss. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. I absolutely love uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Absolutely love the Fisher King. And we are going to do that on a never have I ever seen one day. So don't go watching it before then. Um but then you've got stuff like Time Bandits, which I just watched for the first time. And it's just it's it. I don't even bizarre for the sake of being bizarre, I guess. I don't know. It just it, yeah. it's a unique flavor for sure. I'll say I, that. I will also say if, if it helps in any way, the movie, I believe, is filmed in Philadelphia um, or at least takes place in Philadelphia, I believe. Um, uh, so, that's right. you I know, if that. you want any. uh you know that those classic nostalgic uh, Philly shots. Uh, you get those in this movie. Yeah, right before Brad Pitt figures out the secret, he stops by Geno's and gets a cheesesteak. Yeah, have you seen it? You you have seen it. I did. Yeah. Then I he said. Then he turns and he goes. He goes. Go birds. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then, he, then he's on his way. I I went. I went to YouTube and said famous Brad Pitt Geno scene from Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Popped Gosh, right up. Man, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, alert. there were two, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely. This is another one. Uh, you guys have some some real hitters here that uh, I haven't seen, but I I definitely want to. So methinks a uh, a sci fi catch up month might be coming up soon. Ooh. I don't know, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Hans, what about you? What are your thoughts on Twelve Monkeys? I uh, have not seen it. I I've always really heard um, good things about it. Uh, so the fact that it's on Harry's list, I, I feel like just describing it, this is definitely a um, up Harry's alley kind of thing. Um, it, it, it kind of makes me think of another Bruce Willis movie, Looper, 
where he goes back in time, I guess, but it's, I guess it's a little different because I guess he has to kill himself and Looper. I don't know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I didn't honestly, I, this was another one where I didn't really know what the movie was about. Maybe if I looked it up, I would understand it. I didn't know it was a time travel type movie and science fiction. Um, I've always heard good things. I've heard bad things about the show, so I won't watch the show, but I would definitely go like to go and check this out. The movie at least. So if y'all got a nine disc box box set laying around, send it my way. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's twelve discs, one for each monkey. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there any monkeys in this movie? Uh yeah. Okay. All right, I'm in. But only five. <laughs> you don't five. get the full twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay. So that brings us all to our final pick. So if you guys don't mind, I am gonna kick it off. And that would be uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991, directed by your boy, James Cameron, uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Edward Furlong, um, perennial B actor, but great B actor, uh, Joe Morton. Um, Just lots of uh, lots of really strong cast here, but. Oh boy, what a sci-fi movie. Um, you've got the action, you've got a little bit of uh, suspense and horror, but uh, time travel in there too. Uh, man, it's just, I love it. Uh, so kind of similar to how Alien was a horror movie and Aliens became an action movie. Terminator, the original Terminator was... Uh, a horror movie through and through. And this is more like sci-fi um, action. E yeah, I would say action is probably the second. Yeah. Part. Um, but here we, we have, you know, Arnie in prime Arnie fashion um, looking jack to the gills as ever spouting one-liners he's he's a robot but he's learning how to feel as he's protecting he's joined the side of the angels because future john connor uh reprogrammed him and sent him back in time to protect his young self um love this movie love 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 everything is just shot so so perfectly uh the look of everything the cinematography um, the action uh, and action choreography, the uniqueness uh, between, you know, the steadfast, um, the steadfast T-800 played by Arnold Schwarzenegger and the uh, the slippery metamorph uh, T-1000 played by Robert Patrick. Um, just really, it's all aces. And I also love the theme, uh, which is, you know, no no fate but what we make, um, meaning the future isn't set. You know, Judgment Day can come and go. We can we can prevent it, but we have to take action. Uh, we can't just let things sit. So uh, very intriguing. Um, I'm not going to lie. It still gets me every once in a while when I watch the ending and uh, the T-800 is being lowered into the the vat of uh lava we get that final thumbs up yeah it's uh it's pretty killer man uh makeup effects also outstanding and uh animatronics as well um which i think were done by i think uh stan winston studios uh which is you know one of the premier names when it comes to that stuff so just all around 
incredible movie um you know great sci-fi at play and uh, uh just everything on a whole other level i don't know how james cameron does it but he you know i know we did our our uh top five directors and stuff and he was on there but like um he's just outstanding so uh what do you guys think about t2 obviously you have it on your lists so uh one i actually just like looked it up and and you know as you're going through your thing this i I, this bothers me because it's why i don't really like watching trailers because they give away so much in the movie um they give away so much in the trailers compared to what's like you know spoilers um, the trailer in this movie, like, uh, they give away the fact that Arnold is a good guy in this, and I feel like that would have been a wasted opportunity where they should have kept that in the movie and not put that in the trailer to make you think that there's two Terminators trying to get John Connor, um, but they didn't. That's my only gripe with this movie, which is saying, you know, if that's my only problem, that's a good problem to have. It has to do with the trailer and how they marketed it. Well, to be fair, I, too, I was going to say, I mean, it was harder to view trailers back then. Uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. YouTube didn't so. exist. YouTube didn't exist, and yeah, um, fair. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this is one of my, this is kind of like, like Interstellar, where it's not just up there with science fiction movies, it's up there with one of my favorite movies ever. Very rare occasion where the sequel's better than the original by far. Um, you know, it's a much different movie than the original, like you have pointed out. Um, it's, this is nonstop action because it's just, it's basically the T1000 chasing down Sarah, John, and the T, uh, T-800, and, uh, yeah, it, this is, you get the first, I don't remember, I, I, the first one I think I've only seen once, I've seen T-2, like, a, a dozens of times, is, they don't show you the future in, t- in the they first do, term. But they it doesn't do. look as good, because it's a smaller budget. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, I mean, you get a good look at the future, like, there's a quick, yeah. uh, like, of some of the scene, which is, which is great. This, to me, this is where Terminator peaked, um, because after this, it's kind of been slowly going downhill. I wouldn't even say going slowly downhill. Like Terminator Three, I'll give it. You know, Rise of Machines was okay. Like there was a little slope going down, and then whatever came after that, it was just like a cliff, and it just went straight, straight down. I don't know which one or whatever it was called. Um, I got some love for Salvation. I know not many people. Do, uh, it's on Christian Bale. Maybe there's like, yeah. but there's two more after that or something, right? Yeah. All right. Two Genesis. More. And you have Genesis and Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Yeah. More. Um. All right. Uh, so yeah, so T two, yeah, like you covered everything. Action in it's fantastic. Um, you know, Arnie is a, a, a very wooden in one note, but he's a great actor in this movie. Who I've never thought I'd say that. Um, he's great. Uh, the 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 designs with the costumes, especially and the special effects with the T one thousand, and you know his melting, you know his transformation, everything is is great. Um, so it's actually kind of scary in a couple scenes in 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 here, like not like. Not jump scare, horror movie scary, but it's just like the threat of the T one thousand of how he can just like mimic, mimic um, you know certain people and it's just how he does it. Um, yeah, great, great. I was gonna say great selection. I picked Wolfie's it. Dead. I picked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just I I think it's it, this is this is something that this is another movie I always revisit because. It just they you know I you get a lot of great performance from everyone you get in this, I, I don't know if it's in the I think it's the special edition or deleted scene Michael Bain comes back for a an awesome deleted scene um but yeah I, I think the Terminator franchise unfortunately went after you know after that that final scene of them driving on the road you get the blacktop as it fades to black then it just that's 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 them driving downhill to where they get to Dark Fate 
and then and then I don't know what happened. I didn't see Dark Fate, so I, I don't Love I just imagine talking that smack. <laughs> I don't care. I just imagine. I've there's many roads in the world that I've seen pictures of that I'll never drive on them. It's just the same thing. Dark Fate. I won't even. I won't even give it the opportunity. So yeah. Care. I was going to say, speaking of worlds, I don't understand uh, earlier when we talked about Blade Runner, uh, the Terminator world. Um, I have no idea. No, I, like, I mean, so many different uh, you know, movies have come out since the second one. Well, but, the, writers know, don't, the writers don't even yeah, know what the, I mean, what, the, what the universe consists of. This is something where like, you just got to have one guy have the vision and just, just go with it. Um, you know, Star well, Wars they want it to be Cameron, this. but he doesn't want it. So instead <laughs> yeah, they yeah, give right. him a boatload of money. Every film and it's like, Hey, talk this one up. I know. I know. When the um, sure. get her back. You're funding my next two Titanic dives. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I don't know if we mentioned, but this film was nominated for six Oscars, uh, one for best sound design, visual, uh, best effects uh, for sound and visual, and uh, and best makeup. Um, it was nominated for six and it won four. Um, and it won, I think, four for all the right reasons. Uh, this is another perfect example of a movie that does practical and visual uh, CGI effects so well um, that this movie still holds up today. Um, and it just has such a beauty and a blend. Yeah, some of the T one thousand stuff can look a little bit silly now, but I mean, considering you know, uh, watching this on thirty five millimeter back in the day, uh, who cares? Looks great. Uh, another another great J- James Cameron film. Uh, this is available on Paramount Plus if you're unfamiliar with the Terminator uh, universe or with this one. Um, there's just such a as Hans mentioned, it's not only just one of the best sci-fi movies, but it's one of the best action, um, you know, and even best movies, I would say, uh, out there. Um, it does it does a really good job of, of building the world from the first one and kind of continuing the, you know, how can we save the future? Um, and I think it's always something that uh, is easily... Uh, can is easily for audiences to comprehend um and it's just you know you're watching you know a master at working cameron you're watching probably i would say this is probably peak arnold um in regards to just you know knowing a character having the vibe being a little bit more um you know having so much expression without even saying anything i think that's something that him and uh what's his face uh robert uh robert patrick do such a great job of in in the t1000 role uh and it's something that i think is missing um with a lot of the the future terminator movies uh you know from arnold's perspective you can definitely see we're cashing that check and you know shout out to linda linda hamilton you get a completely different linda hamilton in this one and you it's almost it's such a carry-on from the first one of just oh you know, similar to, you know, I mean, listen, write your, get your notepad out, James Cameron from Aliens, and you write like, you know, just exactly for Terminator 2. So just a, you know, kudos and a job well done. And just, you know, uh, again, another element of they don't make them like this anymore. You know, I hate to sound like old man, uh, you know, repeating, but uh, yeah, just a fantastic movie and a reason why it's on my uh, Fave 5. Well, any final thoughts, gentlemen? 
if anyone wants to borrow my Interstellar book, you can you can still have it. Any of you listeners, this please guy. let me know. Borrow? You're not giving it away? The Science of Interstellar by Kip Thorne. Um, forward written by Christopher Nolan. It's a great book. And uh, if you want a if you want a box copy of Alien Quadrilogy, then you wow, he's just giving it away, girl. <laughs> yeah, regifter, regifter. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, uh, everybody, be well. Uh, hands anything for the peeps? Nope. Thanks for listening and sticking with us. Um, any movies that you think that we might have left out, let us know. But, um, yeah, we want to hear from you guys as well. Let us know what your favorites are, any other topic that you think we might want to cover. Um, you know, we, we cover all different genres. So just let us know. All of them. That's right. Uh, Hair, anything for the peeps? Hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, a lot of the movies that we talked about made your list. Uh, also, if you're looking for The Science of Interstellar, uh, you can get on Amazon uh, in paperback for $17.99, two-day shipping. Uh, if you don't want to drive to Han Reddy's address, which is uh, – go ahead, Han, just whenever you want to give it uh, for the first. It's, uh, it's in, it's in um, Nebraska. I'm located currently in Nebraska. There yeah, you go. Plus he charges okay. 17 cents a day for late fees. So. I know. Yeah. I'm like a little it, library. It really it really adds up, so you got to be careful. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a doozy. It's like 300 pages. <laughs> like a regular book. Is that, is that what you use for your curls? <laughs> You're like, Ugh. Yeah. Lifting up the science of interstellar. <laughs> toilet reading. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it for us, folks. We're getting silly. Everybody be well. Stay safe and make sure you always live spicy. Spicy.